Welcome to Films from the Phantom Zone, your podcast about failed and forgotten comic book movies. This is the podcast where we watch an old or forgotten comic book superhero movie and decide, does this belong in the Phantom Zone to be forgotten forever, or out and about for everyone to rewatch or remember fondly? My name's Ronaldo, I'm your host, and I'm joined as always with... I'm Berto. We got Berto, and a recurring special guest, we haven't heard from her in a few months. Hi! Oh, it's Sable. Yeah. <laughs> say it. Okay. Okay. I didn't know what to say. So that's my wife. She's been in a couple episodes. For whatever reason, if you like her and you want to hear more of her, I make sure. I this show. Yeah, okay. Make <laughs> sure you can scroll down and see all of the with guest Sable on the episodes. You can see which one she's in. Also, she has a Twitch. I do. Yeah. It's at Sable Studio. Yeah, so Berto, what movie are we doing today? We are doing Electra from the year 2005. And why are we doing Electra, Berto? Because a long ass time ago we did Daredevil. <laughs> yeah, we did Daredevil in February. And like. this is the sequel, so. And yeah, we said we we're going to do sequels, but we got distracted. We did a couple other things. We yeah. did a bunch of DCEU stuff for Zack Snyder's Justice League. Then we got excited about Falcon and the Winter Soldier, so we did some Captain America stuff. And now all that's over with. We can come back to the long-awaited Electra. I'm sure you guys have been waiting a long time for this one. Yeah, seriously. Everyone's been waiting in anticipation because they knew yes. I'd be back for this one. Yeah, so we did, again, on our Daredevil episode, uh, Sable was a part of that. So that's one of the reasons she was so keen to come back. Yes, they needed me. That's also our longest episode, I think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because we were um, unorganized. Yes. Because <laughs> we were crammed in the closet show. and I was wildly uncomfortable. Well, you That's look very, very comfortable right now. So. I'm very comfortable. I'm in my own corner. This is my Twitch corner. Cool. So this movie is not available anywhere. Uh, you can rent it. It should, one of these days, be on Disney Plus because they own this. Yeah. It'd be under, like, what is it called? Like, Marvel like Legacy or whatever Marvel the Legacies. hell it's called. It's yeah. like all the Fox Legacy. stuff and... All the stuff that doesn't matter. All the stuff that doesn't matter anymore, exactly. Yeah. You'd think they'd put... So that's like their own Phantom Zone. Sure, yeah. It's like the <laughs> non-canon Marvel stuff yeah. that Disney has on Disney+, Plus, which is just some of the Fox stuff. But you'd think they'd put all of this shit that we've been watching recently, like, on there, too, you know? Yeah. Like, the Captain America's... All that should be on there. Because they, they... I think they have the rights to that. They probably don't, actually. But... <laughs> They should get them, you know? It'd be fun to, like, click on it. Yeah, they just... put a lot of the shitty old Star Wars stuff on there. Yeah, or like the... Ewoks and... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All that should be on there for you to, like, go and, and whatever and enjoy, so... Anyway, time codes are in the description. We're going to go through our expectations, the plot, our analysis. We're going to delve into the character of Elektra a little bit. And then my favorite segment, Keep or Cancel, we're going to be talking about Jennifer Garner. And then we'll decide if this goes in the Phantom Zone or not. So if you want to skip around, you're welcome to do that. Scroll down. You can see the time codes. If you're watching this live on Twitch, obviously you can't skip. So, sorry. You're along for the ride. Cool. Initial expectations. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Do you remember what your expectations were when you saw this movie originally, before today? Or was this your first time seeing it? I've never seen this movie before. So this is my first time watching it. But I saw the... um daredevil the recent the new daredevil the show and yeah. their version of electra so i guess i kind of was thinking about that but i saw the old daredevil so i'm like i knew what to expect with electra but so i guess i was expecting it to be like i don't know i guess similar to how daredevil was but i feel like her character was really different in this movie and it bothered me we'll get into that though i honestly wasn't expecting much 
I honestly wasn't excited about this movie. <laughs> um, I didn't really love Jennifer Garner as Elektra in Daredevil, so I wasn't super hyped for bar this one. Bar was pretty low. The, my bar was very low. Okay. I'm glad it was. But so basically, my initial expectations were low, wasn't expecting much, and spoiler, didn't get much. Whoops. There we go. <laughs> Berta? I had never seen this movie before. I saw the trailer when I was younger. I didn't really care to watch this movie because I didn't really like Daredevil. <laughs> And I really didn't care much about a side character in that movie, so I just didn't have an interest. I do remember seeing the trailer. So this is my first time going into this movie, and I had very low expectations. Honestly, I expected it to be worse than Daredevil because of everything I've heard. This movie has a very bad reputation. It does, yeah. Oh, kind of on better. par with, like, Catwoman. Uh, no, I think Catwoman No, not that bad? Worse. Yeah. All right. I, I saw... Catwoman's way better. Catwoman, the movie with Halle Berry? Yes. Way you think that movie's better? Yes. Can I say... <laughs> yeah, yeah, go ahead. This isn't going to be like You know, you brought it up. Go ahead. I yeah. will stand by... This is like, I will die by this. Okay. A movie is good if it makes you feel something. If it makes you laugh, if it makes you sad, if it makes you scared, if it makes you feel anything, it's a good movie. And sure, you can get technical with it, and I'm sure you don't agree with that. If a movie makes you feel nothing, if you are bored, that's the epitome of like the worst movie. Catwoman made me laugh. It was entertainingly bad. I do not think that that was, quote, a bad movie. The only bad movies I don't like are movies I'll never rewatch again. I would rewatch Catwoman. It was entertaining. Oh, Jason I X. would. Well, I don't want to give too much away, but I would never rewatch this. This movie made me feel nothing. I think there are good movies and there are bad movies. And there's a third category. You know, it's boring movies. So oh, I, I think. No, I'm agreeing with you. Good That's what you boring. said. No, I think... I'm saying, like, it's a triangle. Good, bad, boring. Uh, so, boring doesn't necessarily imply good or bad. I think this is a bad movie. I think Catwoman's a way worse movie. But I think Catwoman is more entertaining in how bad it is. And this is just boring. Okay. So, I, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, this movie tries right? to be serious. Power. Moving on. My expectations. I saw this movie one time in theaters on a date. and with then. Who? With the person I was dating when I was 15 years old when this movie came out. Is she pretty? Do you love her? Okay, babe. <laughs> okay, I'm going to let my personality show. Okay. And that made me uh, realize that maybe there are movies that you don't go on a date. Like, I like these kinds of movies. I like seeing Marvel movies, you know, superhero movies. Even when they're bad, I'm going to go see it. Like, this, was, I left the theater going, well, that's a bad movie. It's not going to stop me from going to see it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, we saw Venom in theaters. We hated it. Yeah. yeah, but we're still with Venom 2. What the fuck are we gonna do? We're gonna go to I the like fucking Venom. theater and we're gonna buy the goddamn ticket. We're gonna be pissed off about it. We're still gonna see it. So I, this is the moment that I realized maybe I shouldn't drag like a girl that I like with me to do all these things, you know? Because she obviously hated it. Right. And then I found Sable because I feel like Sable I could do that with, and we could both just like together, you know, oh, hate it together. So find yeah. you know find the person that uh will watch. Like a bad superhero movie with you, and you both can be like, "Well, that sucks. Let's go about our day," you know. Well, you really spun that around. <laughs> Got you, babe. I love quote bad movies. All right, let's get into the plot of the movie. The movie begins with a voiceover prologue because, of course, it does. Since time began, there's been an ongoing fight of good versus evil and the dark arts. The evil or the hand. The act of Kimagura can bring people back to life. 
I guess. <laughs> you know, in this voiceover, there's just a lot of like the urban myth, the chosen one, you know, the balance of power. A lot of Star Wars, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings bullshit, right? Yeah, it's a it's a narrative dump. Yeah, I really hate in these in movies that just go in that direction because I feel like it's such a cheap move. First of all, almost everything in this movie I can say is just cheap. It's like, it's almost the best word I can come up to describe it. But just kind of this, oh, since the beginning of time, like the forces of good and evil, and then the hero will come, the prophecy of blah, blah, blah. I right. hate that shit. That's, that's what I'm saying. So and dull. it works in very well-written examples. Like it works really well in Harry Potter. It works really well in Star Wars. Almost everything else is just kind of like you're just Lord of the Rings, sort of. There's no like prophecy in Lord of the Rings. There's no balance no, of power. No, it's just more like Lord of the Rings yeah. is like stuff happens that we didn't even see coming. Fuck, you know. Let's go. Let's go deal with it. And I like kind of that plot mechanic better, I guess. And like okay, Instead and also of like, this why electric to happen. You know what I mean? Like Electra's not supposed to be this kind of like, like prophetic this... figure. Exactly. <sighs> yeah, that's what the writers had some trouble with. This is what I learned in the special features. Should we get into it now? I watched a snippet of the special features. To be honest, I watched the first five minutes. There are two and a half hours worth of special features Holy for this movie. Holy shit, that's there, longer than the movie. Yeah, there's a part one that's an hour and a half, and a part two that's 53 minutes. Wow. So I was like, there's no fucking way I'm I kind of want to watch that. So, <laughs> you, you the would. beginning, oh, I thought You would really... put yourself through that. <laughs> so what'd you learn? So I learn. I mean, do you want to get to like something ridiculous? Absolutely. Yeah, sure. One of the first quotes. See, even the special features took itself too seriously. They did a full intro. They added scenes from Daredevil in the intro, which made no sense. An intro to the special features. And then one of the quotes from, I think, either their like writer or director said, I didn't set out like Columbus to discover new land. It was sort of what was facing us. When, like, talking about this movie. That's a direct quote. I wrote it down because I thought it was so fucking ridiculous. <laughs> How self-important. How wow. fucking, the yeah. fuck are you going to compare yourself to Columbus and then produce a film like this that's so irrelevant? Well, like, I mean, what? Columbus was kind of an idiot, too, so. But people don't think that. They yes, hear, they do. Uh, Columbus yeah. is a household name. We're we super woke Columbus. about Columbus now. Now we are, now yeah. Now we're woke, but, to, but at the time this came out, we weren't woke and we loved Columbus. We loved Columbus. We loved Christopher Columbus. We loved Chris. <laughs> Columbus. This genocide of every Native American. To compare yourself to Columbus with a movie like this, I just thought it was so funny. I laughed out loud. You were saying, like, why Electra, right? Like, why? And oh, they were yeah. like, oh, like... Electra in the comics, she's like a, an assassin, like she's heartless, like she's kind of a badass. And then who produced Fox produced this? Yes, yes. They're like Fox told us they wanted a superhero movie with Electra, and we were like, what the fuck? So they even acknowledged that that was like kind of hard for them that, to do. Yeah, and as she's a, not a hero. That's kind of my one of my biggest problems with the movie. Right, and but, they know that. Yeah, well, at least so the I writers were aware of that. Yeah, <laughs> something I I did appreciate about having that montage though is that at the, the beginning of the movie. Yeah, the montage of her, like, being brought back to life and shit. And then... Oh. Yeah, because she's being trained and stuff by stick. I appreciate because at the beginning of the movie, I thought, why is she, like, this legendary assassin? When we last saw her, she was just some rich kid who, like, was pretty good at martial arts. And now she's, like, this cold-blooded killer. You know what I mean? Right. And I, that, like, took me out of the movie at the very beginning. And so by the time we get to the part where she's like, oh, we brought her back to life, and now she's, like been trained by stick and she's angry and shit like that that at least helped me a little bit not a whole lot but that didn't help me at all 
<laughs> Some bad guy played by Jason Isaacs. That's Lucius Malfoy, by the way, Ooh. from Harry Potter. I don't know if you recognize him during the movie. Yeah, he accidentally he gave Dobby the... a sock. He was the guy in the in the beginning that gets killed right away, and he's talking too much. He's basically uh, bragging to his security yeah. it, guy about how he's going to get yeah. killed. He's hard to recognize when he's not in like the gold, that... like the golden blonde yeah. wig. He was also in the Patriot. That's Malfoy? That's Malfoy's dad. That's Lucius Malfoy. Oh, oh, I thought yeah, that yeah. was like the little Malfoy. I'm like, no, there's no, no, no fucking way. He would have been little. <laughs> so anyway, some bad guy, Lucius Malfoy, uh, awaits in his office for Electra's arrival. Malfoy tells his bodyguard she's the best assassin ever and she'll be here in no time to mm-hmm. kill him. Even with the protection of the hand, he's praising his would-be assassin. Uh, yeah. Electra arrives, starts killing hand guards, and Malfoy says... They say Electra whispers in your ear before she kills you. At which point, Electra steals an earpiece to say to the bodyguard, you can't fight a ghost. And that's when she breaks in kill, and kills Malfoy, basically. The, yeah. yeah. Like, her and the bodyguard have, like, a little fight. It's not good. It's, like, close-ups and quick cuts. Oh, it was so hard to tell what was even going yeah. on. Yeah. And then she kills Malfoy after he... She kills, like, four or five after people. After he continues talking, he's like, oh, so what's it like to die? Yeah, that got a little... He comments on, like, her legend. Uh, Again, we can get into this later. Why she needs to be a legend. Kind of not necessary. (laughs) But he makes a comment about her outfit. He goes, oh, like, just like the legends, you're in... You're wearing your red getup or whatever. So I don't know if you want to take this moment to, like, get into costume talk. Our classic segment costume talk. We could do that. Her outfit. What do you think? I didn't hate the way it looked. But I might just like the way Jennifer Garner looked in it. But like quality wise, it's just it's just a red outfit. There's nothing super impressive it, about it. I didn't like it. It's straight up like lingerie. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's and not it's, practical. Like the top half is yeah, completely lingerie. Like that's a piece of lingerie. It's kind of what she looks like in it's comic accurate, right? Yeah. But that's should it a, be? That's not always a good thing. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, no. should it be comic accurate? I said I wrote that it's like cute but not practical at all and for her taking herself so seriously in this movie it's like it just kind of almost looks un- like it's uncomfortable to look at like you're like the serious badass character and you're wearing some bright ass like Underwear. flaming red outfit which doesn't go with the mood or the vibe at all and then like her makeup gets more intense I don't know it gives me campy vibes but it's not supposed to be a campy movie so it makes me uncomfortable it made me very uncomfortable and not in a way it's like ooh, she's revealing too much i don't give a fuck about that it's the fact that it just didn't fit and it looked very costumey and kind of like a joke <laughs> so, so it's, overall i did not like it yeah you know but, but you start off with saying it looked cute well oh yeah like if you're gonna <laughs> cosplay or if this was a campy funny movie i'd love it but it, it wasn't supposed to be the, the, i guess the movie is too serious it's, for her to be dressed yes, like that yeah 100 percent. do you not think it's too like this particular one isn't overly revealing but like have you seen electra in the comics babe yeah, I in the she's special like features, her tits are out. Yeah, like, she's very. So yeah. out there. this is very comic accurate. She's... My point is like it doesn't need to be comic no, it accurate shouldn't be. because the source material is like incredibly sexist when it comes yeah. to this particular character. And yeah, Elektra is might be, it's one of the most like sexualized characters I think in comic books or Marvel. Definitely up There's, there. It's up there, and it yeah. might be you know top five or whatever. There's a couple that are like, what were they thinking? Yeah, you know, it's um, ridiculous. But it, for the most part, she mostly wears 
very thin fabric that like adheres to every inch of her tits and like yeah her whole midriff is always showing we're gonna link pictures of all her costumes in the description you can click on them early on she just wore a loincloth kind of deal (laughs) so yeah so basically like it's like all right just her shit's just free-flowing it's like she looks good in that but is that what you should be wearing when you're assassinating people i was also gonna say one thing she's a very fit in shape thin person jennifer garner but i feel like the way this costume was cut the midriff showing was not very flattering and in some in a lot of scenes i was like gosh this makes her look way bigger than it's she kind of is. thick right it, it's a weird it's like cut yeah I, it no, almost... <laughs> it's the way it hangs on her stomach oh. and the way it shapes her body it's kind of hmm. odd yeah so in the comics by like the 90s they finally gave her pants Instead of just having like a loincloth and like, piece of or like a thong and like boots. Are you serious? She literally would just wear like a tiny little piece of fabric. Yeah, basically. Yeah, and basically like her. So like all her hips would be showing, and like yeah. like half of her ass would stick out too. And then she had like you know really high boots or like a, a lot of like ribbon just like on her <laughs> like arms and legs and shit. And we'll, um, we'll have pictures of this yeah, in the yeah. description. So by the nineties, so, yeah. she gets. Okay, I need to see pictures. Yeah, of that. yeah. So by the nineties, she gets pants. <laughs> and this costume is based on like that time period where it's all right still her midriff is social sometimes the midriff piece like the top is like even smaller it's more just kind of like almost just like a bathing suit top basically but compare this to like Elodie Young so in, in Daredevil season 2 actor named Elodie Young portrays the new Elektra and they didn't even try to do this no she looks right? much more like a ninja slash assassin exactly yeah. so it brings up this debate of like do you need to be comic accurate or can you use something that even barely evokes a comic and it still works better? You know what I mean? And I'd I say think... like comic accurate when you can. Yeah. yeah. If it's absolutely ridiculous and don't do it, but also don't go too far into trying to be grounded like um, X-Men did where it's like, oh, let's just give them all black I, leather. I, I love to get into those movies when we get there, but like I didn't mind them all wearing black. It was a little bit of like it's X-Men. It's a huge departure though. It's more from X-Men, um, what, what are they called? Uh, X-Force. X-Force, thank you. Yeah. Where they're all kind of in black because they're like stealth ops or whatever. Yeah. But but it's like a lot of those characters, at least, and we're talking too much about X-Men now. Sure. But So so Elodie Young, her costume is like this, just a sleeveless top kind of thing, pants. She looks like a, kind of like a ninja kind of tactical. And mm-hmm. the only pop of red is her little gator mask that she pulls up. Yeah. And that's the only thing that harkens back to her her comic book origins. But you know what's funny well, is that... besides her sigh. And the size, obviously. Mm-hmm. That's a weapon. Uh, you know what's funny is that after that happened in the comics, they changed her outfit to look like that. That's now her like default look from Daredevil Season 2. Oh. The, all they did is... And we're going to link this too. All they did is they kept that look. They added some more ribbons to kind of tie back a little bit more. To from make the it comics. still more like the comic book character. comic book Yeah. Yeah, I read a great article about, like, the history of her outfits and how, like, in her 30 years or whatever, I guess it's been 40 years of Electra, she's never been written by a woman. She's never been drawn by a woman. So there is this problem of, like, here's a character who's, like, yeah, she's a femme fatale or whatever, but, like, man, is she overly sexualized. Like, and she's wearing, like, hoop earrings and, like stilettos sometimes. Like, Which, like, while she's just, like, like, like casually walking around, sure, okay. When you're running around killing people, it doesn't make sense. When she's going to the gala, great. Yeah. yeah. Or like (laughs) going on a date with Matt. 
Matt. Sometimes she has a black costume. We'll get into that. That's when she's evil. Sometimes she has a white costume. That's when she's pure. Comic book Which stuff. Comic book doesn't stuff, happen yeah. very often. Yeah, it happened one time. She split her evil and her good side at one point. It's a whole thing. We'll get into it. Her okay, character is ridiculous. Yes, it's, it's crazy. Okay, so we're introduced to the hand leader. So real quick, the hand is... It's like a ninja. It's an evil spiritual magic ninja clan, right? Right. That pretty much covers it. <laughs> Called the hand. So we're introduced to the hand leader, Master Roshi, not the guy from Dragon Ball. Yeah, because as soon as they said Master Roshi in the movie, I was like, is this a Dragon Ball movie? I was like, the pervy Dragon Ball guy. Yeah. <laughs> we're introduced to Master Roshi and his son, Kiriji. Kiriji? Is it Kiriji or Kiriji? They say I it. I it was Kiragai. Is it Kiragai? Is it Kiragai? No, I just made that up. Damn it. Oh, fuck. I thought you knew something. <laughs> I wanted to. They say his name so quickly, though, that I didn't quite catch it. Same. Kirigi. Yes, yeah, so let's just call him Kirigi. It doesn't matter. They say his name like three times, and it was very confusing because it sounded a lot like Kimagore, which is the act of like bringing people back to life. Right. So I got real confused. I thought he was some prophetic guy, too. I have... Okay, this is a little off topic, but not really. They, I have here that they don't explain why she's alive still. Is this because of this... They they, sort of, they do, but you might have missed it because it was very... Very brief, yeah. and all they really say is... It's the Kimagura like, thing. Right. They but, bring her back to And life. that's like in the intro, but in the movie, all she says was, I was dead once. And that's uh, kind of it. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. okay. I wasn't sure if they really went into it, and I just wasn't paying attention. Okay. Nah, they didn't, like, they didn't show it or anything, though. No. Okay. Okay, oh, and Master Roshi is played by Kerry Hiro... Kerry... Kerry... He's Japanese. Hiroyuki Tagawa? Thank you. That's the guy from Mortal Kombat. Your soul is mine. Yes, he plays Shang Tsung <laughs> in Mortal Kombat, and he also plays Johnny Tsunami's grandfather in the hit Disney Channel original movie, Johnny Tsunami. Wow, thank you. Uh, <laughs> you know, they also uh, remodeled Shang Tsung after him, after... His iconic voice. Yeah. He's kind of the only thing that really stood out in those movies. To no, where they, they literally have a skin that it's voiced by him and looks yeah. like him in the new Mortal Kombat. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Elektra is scrubbing the floors Cinderella style in what appears to be a safe house. <laughs> wiping her DNA, she says. Her assassin agent, <laughs> McCabe, criticizes her for killing so many people when she's really only hired for one target. She says they all had it coming. In a flashback montage, we see Elektra dying in an ambulance in her outfit from Daredevil. Stick, played by Terrence Stamp, revives her and trains her. But as she progresses, he kicks her out of her dojo with no explanation. In this universe, was Stick also the one that trained Daredevil? I don't remember. It's not. He wasn't he, mentioned he wasn't in, in the movie. At all. Yeah. Okay. So in in the comics, Stick, uh, who is a blind uh, older man, just like. By the way, it's not. Super clear that he's blind in this movie. He's not, not acting very. He mentions no, they it. They mention, mention it a couple times. Yeah, but, but he's not acting very well blind. There's a few scenes where he's literally making eye contact with people. Yeah, well, I thought they put some contacts in to make his eyes look a little glazed over. You know, Terrence Stamp is a good actor, but he's definitely funny in this one. He's no General Zod or, or no. Well, can this. we get into the whitewashing? Is that happening now? Thing Stick of, is not Asian. Stick is white. Stick is supposed to be white. Uh, She's Greek. She's Greek. Electra Nachios. They were going to film this in Greece. That would have been That would have been good. But they decided not to do that. Oh, man. That would have been one good for, thing. Thanks for watching the special yes, feature for us. <laughs> I got a lot of great insight from those five minutes of special features I watched. That actually is very helpful. Thank you, babe. And I like that there's a little bit of explanation on, like, 
You remember how she fucking died in Daredevil? <laughs> now she's alive. Here she is in the ambulance. She's wearing the same costume from that movie. Oh, and that's we... the ambulance. So, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So this movie is canon to Daredevil. Yeah, exactly. And then Stick, and because Stick is the leader of the of the chased, the chased, which are like the good ninjas, and they can practice as Kimagure to bring people back to life. Yeah. Also, apparently, Stick has like mild telepathy. Which, I guess. Sure, it's he not explained at all. He doesn't use it in this movie, but Electra does, who is not supposed to have telepathy. Yeah, her special superpowers. I didn't get that. At all. Apparently, in the comics, are not very well explained either. All right, well, there you go. She just has powers sometimes. <laughs> In the present, Electra is staying in a rental home on an island while awaiting her next assignment. She sets up her toiletries and fruits in a very meticulous manner. <laughs> she goes swimming in the lake and emerges in an indoor pool, which then flashes back to her childhood learning to swim. Her father yells at her to be stronger and not use her arms. Back inside the house, she catches a teenager trying to steal her jewelry. So, super fun fact, in the comic books, she suspects her father of raping her. Oh. That's a thing. <laughs> Why would That's, they add that? Yeah. yeah, apparently it was a thing where Suspects she... Suspects it like she doesn't know? Yeah, because... Was this in the 90s when they were trying to make uh, everything edgy? Like maybe, I don't know. repressed memory or... Yeah, so she wasn't sure if, like, the memory had been repressed through, like, therapy from, like, her parents and stuff. Uh, but I don't know if they even does answer that, it, that question, if it resolves. It might have been, something... like, a one or two issue thing where, like, that writer was, like, throwing maybe, that out yeah. there and then... They were like, nah, let's not the, go anywhere with this. The point of, like, Electra is, like, her, her mom dies when she's, like, born. She's raised by her dad. And then her dad is shitty, basically. Right. So they kind of skirted that line of, like, maybe he, what, maybe was he, he like, assaulted shitty? her sexually or whatever. But, yeah, super fun. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I thought that scene was a little weird where it just showed her organizing her stuff. I'm not sure what the significance of her having OCD took a was. While. It was a long scene. There's a lot in this movie where I'm like, this is clearly filler. They wrote a movie that was like 50 minutes long, and they're like, fuck. We this whole add movie more is shit. filler. Yes. That's what I'm saying. The whole, I am so glad you think the same thing, because I'm like, maybe I'm not smart enough. Maybe maybe I just like am not maybe paying attention. No, of... this whole movie is filled with just so much filler shit that literally means nothing. And that scene, not going to lie, I thought she was making a bomb. <laughs> Out of... Her toothpaste and toiletries. I didn't know what exactly it was, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" That's because they were showing it for so long. So I was like, "Clearly, they did make something. it seem like it was something significant." They made it seem like she was making a potion or a bomb, or and something. they like they mentioned that she has OCD later, but that's it. Oh, can we mention how what a train wreck that conversation was? Yeah, we'll get there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, but like the scene of her just like fixing her toiletries, that made me last like a full minute. Of like, okay, yeah. toothpaste. It was very mundane. Ugh. Yeah, we're like, where is... They were trying to be... What the fuck is happening? And this whole kind of beginning part of the movie is so slow and meandering and boring. And it seems like she's just killing time, which we're going to get to. But, like, don't put that in the movie. You know right. what I mean? Unless, if like, it's important to the plot. Like, there are movies, like, uh, in Bruges, that is supposed to be... The movie's supposed to be a little slow and boring because the characters are bored... Right. And that's part of the movie. And then halfway through, the movie kicks off, you know? But this is not that. No, this is just like, hey, this is Electra. She's OCD. I guess. I, I guess. Does it have any payoff? No. Is she OCD in the comics? Probably not. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. So <laughs> this is not such a, like, minor detail. Electra has a nightmare of a demon haunting her in her childhood home. She has a nighttime training montage. 
So, okay, real quick, there are so many disconnected scenes in this part of the movie that it's really hard to summarize in paragraphs because that's all I got right here. There was a demon in her dreams, and then she has a training montage for fun. Yeah. And that's another part where I'm like, this is clearly filler because they're like, what is she going to do here? I don't know, keep in shape, Rocky-style training montage. That doesn't serve the plot in any way, right? No. And... Maybe what they were trying to show is that, like, there's something that's, like, gnawing at her and, like, keeping her restless and stuff, but it just didn't feel like it was done in a good way. No, and first of all, there was no Evanescence playing, so that upset me from the get-go with that whole... (laughs) After her whole training scene in Daredevil with Evanescence. I had high hopes, and then it shows her one-arm pull-ups, which were just absolutely ridiculous. She's not doing that. No, she's not. Those are incredibly hard. So hard. A regular pull-up is so hard. And the nightmares are also filler, I think, because they don't pay off in any way. She finds out that the person that killed her mom wasn't like a demon. It was. I'm glad you brought that up. I want to get to that later when we finish the wrapping up the movie. But like, yeah, that could have been told a different way. Yeah, (laughs) because all the nightmare stuff, when you put it together, is probably like 10 minutes of the movie. It also made it seem like there was like some sort of supernatural element to it, but like that didn't pay off in any way. But there's not. It was just the yeah. dude. They show it as a demon, what? Because when she's a kid, it's scarier than what it's I guess. Like, I guess. They tried to be artsy with it. It didn't go over because I'm like, there are some mystical elements to this movie and magic. So I thought there was an actual demon in the parents' room, but Maybe, it wasn't. Yeah. It was a ninja. And that would have been because, way more interesting if there was an actual yeah. demon. It be- would have, yeah. Because to be clear, it's a fucking demon we're looking at. It's a guy right. in a suit, and he's it like looks seven like a demon. feet tall with giant horns like, and everything. Like, like right out of Ghost Rider. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, way to good callback to Ghost yeah. Rider. Oh, I always in, try to do that. He throws in Ghost Rider callbacks in every episode. <laughs> <laughs> Electra meets Mark Miller, the teenage girl's father, whose name is Abby. Abby invites her over to Christmas dinner. Electra is bored waiting for her assignment, so am I. So she attends. <laughs> but refuses to stay for a drink with Mark. That night, Electra dreams that her mom is killed in bed. Again, more... It's kind of the through line through this movie. It's just a lot of dreams and, and flashbacks, but for what? For what reasons? Yeah. They don't need to be there. And are they dreams or are they visions? Because it, that's not clear either. Can she see the future? I don't know. It's she can. That, that's definitely a thing, yeah. <laughs> this whole movie's doing too much for no fucking reason. Well, it's also not explaining what it's doing in any capacity but now that we're on the scene where she meets the guy right yeah yeah i have a question i don't know if you guys noticed this but why does she act like she's never been a human in civilization he goes to shake her hand and she's it reminded me of just like pocahontas in the cartoon disney movie where she's just like confused about all these customs that's true because she used to like go to like galas and stuff yeah and and i'm like she is a completely different character than she was in daredevil i don't get it. in fairness because i feel like she died the movie did at least do this she died and now she's oh, like is that been brought is? back, like and so different. so she's like different. She, she kind of, I feel like she would have lost some of her humanity or whatever. I'm not she's, saying it's great. I'm just saying that there is like an well, explanation there. That trash. also could have been explored in a better way. Sure, you're missing the bigger picture here. <laughs> That's all I got from that. Scene. You're missing the big picture here, babe. This is a Christmas movie, apparently. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like, "Hey, you want to come over for Christmas dinner?" And I wasn't told that when I researched it. And Electra's like, "What the fuck is Christmas?" There was only one Christmas movie in our whole fucking list, and it was Batman Returns. And that was a great movie. And I would have saved this for Christmas for the five minutes of Christmas this that was in this not movie. A Christmas movie. And I don't want this to and ruin Christmas. Where, 
are they, too? That's the other thing I was confused They're about. They're just on an island? I thought y'all knew, and I was just not paying attention. It doesn't make... No, no I was really she trying was just to figure there. it out. Because, are they in a different country? She I says have... around here they can cut your arm for that, for stealing. Yeah. Cut your hand off. And that's something that exists in certain parts of the world. But yeah. everyone there speaks English. Also, well, there's you, no other people there. There's really. also, yeah, there's sort of no other people there. It's warm at Christmas time, so it, it has to be near the equator. So it's or an Florida. island. No, they're on an island. <laughs> and the, the then, the, then there's the weather, and they show the TV, and it's they show a map of the United States. So they're in the United States. So Florida Keys. Florida Keys, probably. The, <laughs> But they're so. mountains, though. Remember the well, mountains? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Okay. This isn't a real place, is all I'm saying. It's made up. It's, I don't think it is, because in the special features, I got a lot out of that five minutes. Well, it wasn't Greece. They're, so. When they were talking about the movie Electra and starting out, the number one quote that the one guy said was, we knew one thing. It had to be about her. And I was like... That's so profound. The movie's called Electric. Exactly. I was about to say that. Yeah, yeah no, it, it was so ridiculous. I'm telling you guys, let's watch the special features and do a whole I, podcast on it, because we probably could. <laughs> and then they said, we knew we didn't want it to be set in New York, because that's Daredevil's territory. We didn't want any crossover. So we set it in, blah, blah, blah. And I stopped listening. <laughs> so we set it so in. I have no answer. So I have no answer. But Isn't I know it, for a fact it's not Are we in, New York, in Greece? No, they said they wanted to shoot it in Greece, but they no, didn't. No, but is it what does set it take in place in Greece? Because Greece uh, does it get snowy around I Christmas don't time? Fucking no, I Why live in Florida. A map of the United States. <laughs> Continuity error. I don't fucking know because this is not a good movie. That's why <laughs> they didn't think too much know. about they it. They might have said they wanted to, and they just pretended like it was Greece. I don't know. Wow. Maybe this is just some fictitious country. Marvel doesn't really do that though, except for like Latveria and Wakanda, Sokovia and yeah. Wakanda, do, like those they three. Do several, <laughs> but they don't do as much as DC is what I was trying to get at. Sure, <laughs> Electra's assignment arrives. It's both Mark and Abby. She should have seen this coming, by the way. It's the only other fucking people on the island. Yeah. She immediately gets her compound bow and broadhead arrows and heads over to shoot them. Don't, Hell yeah! Don't think twice. <laughs> As she aligns the crosshairs onto Abby's fucking chest, <laughs> she changes her mind. <laughs> so extreme. She calls McCabe and refuses the job. Like, what an outstanding person. As she's about to murder this 13-year-old child, she's like, you know what? I'm better than this. McCabe says they'll just send someone else. Uh, and wouldn't you know, it's ninjas. <laughs> so A whole fuck ton of them. Yeah, so it's hand ninjas that they show up. I bring up the compound bow thing because we we do archery, so like we recognize a compound bow and broadhead yeah. arrow when I see one. Like that would destroy somebody. <laughs> yeah, those are designed to go clean through the target. So that would have gone. She would have gotten a two for one. She could have. Oh. She had lined it up right. Yeah, that would have gone th- not into Abby, through Abby, and out the other end, <laughs> right <laughs> like into a... Mark. Oh so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like you know how bullets don't even do <laughs> like that. Electra shows up at the home during a rainstorm as the ninjas are on the roof. She kills one and asks who Mark is and why they're targets of the hand. Electra closes her eyes to focus and sees one possible future where a ninja shoots her dead with the poison dart gun. She therefore does something slightly different and defeats the ninja. He says more are coming and twists his own head, killing himself. This is a weird scene. So, yeah, why well, precognition? That's not a superpower of Electra. Why... Why should this movie do that? And the way they filmed it was weird. 
So, yeah, so the way they show it is that she goes out to fight the ninja and he just shoots her and she falls down and dies. But what I was confused about is that he clearly has a dart gun. It's shooting darts. Yeah. Like, he shoots the ceiling. But it's shooting it like a machine gun. It's like an automatic dart gun, yeah. right? So it's like a big, imagine like a big Nerf gun <laughs> that shoots darts. <laughs> so I was like, oh, maybe they're poison darts. But when she gets shot and hits the back of the, the wall, there's like blood on the wall. Like, as oh, if yeah. she got shot by like bullets. By, by bullets. So I'm yeah. like... What's going on here? It was That's very confusing. Poor filmmaking. It is, and I think I know why because I read a little bit that this movie was very close to getting an R rating. So maybe it was originally a gun. It might have been originally a gun, oh, okay. and they're like, "Fuck CGI dart gun," <laughs> like poisonous darts or whatever. Gotcha. And there was a couple more of those things where like a lot of deaths happen off screen. Well, also the hand ninjas like explode into gas when they die. That's something. That's else. weird. Yeah, and that I, was odd. It was very weird, that. and I feel like it's one of those. If we do this, maybe we can keep the PG-13 rating. Because when she kills a ninja... It he's does just seem kinda like, like kind like of Saturday game. morning cartoonish. Like the green yeah. smoke and they disappear. I was like, what yeah. the fuck yeah. is this? It's fucking weird. Yeah, and then so she just kind of like opens her eyes. She's like, well, I'm not going to do that. And then she beats the guy or whatever. Yeah. So, again, this shouldn't be a superpower of Elektra. It's not one in the comics. But I guess... They can just write it off and say, like, oh, this is a chase thing. You like, they, I mean? they taught her to see they the future through meditation. Sure. sure. <laughs> they can write off anything as that, you know? And they do. And that's what and they, they tried do. to do. Yeah, and very, it's weird. Very broad strokes here. <laughs> I couldn't think of any other words, so here's how I'm saying it. Some fucking weirdos come into the hands boardroom, led by Mas- Masaroshi's son. How are we saying Is it Kirigi? Kirigi. Let's say Kirigi. The man whose job it was to kill Electra, Mark, and Abby, and failed, left with a dagger, presumably to commit ritual suicide out of dishonor. One of the weirdos has a bird tattoo whose eyes move. And we find out later that his name is Tattoo. His, his little fun nickname is Tattoo. So His name is Tattoo? That's his yeah, name. They call him that. God. They all have fuck. names. So this is offensive, right? Is this offensive? <sighs> I don't know. I did a little bit of research on this because I'm like... Is this like in poor taste? If it's or not? like accurately portraying the culture and that's what they're trying to do in the movie, then I would say no. But if it's they're just basing it off of stereotypes and just trying to be edgy, then I would say yes. So it's called in Japan. It's called, and I'm probably pronouncing seppuku. It, seppuku, yeah, yeah. And that's the ritualistic suicide. It originated in like samurai. If they like broke their code, yeah. death they, before dishonor. All yeah, that stuff. then they yeah. weren't. Oh, wow. They basically weren't expected to keep living, and they had to kill themselves. Mm-hmm. And this was like a way to kind of like you know fix I that. Don't like, know if that's still practiced in Japan. So fun fact: it was practiced through like up until like the 1980s. Oh, okay. Oh, like, I thought very you were say up until like last year or something. It might still be recent. among I mean, individuals, pretty, maybe. But so uh, during World War II, it was pretty common. Um, I believe that uh, World War II officers would kill themselves before being captured well yeah and also world war ii fighter pilots would literally kamikaze yeah exactly that was portrayed in uh, one of the wolverine movies i think the second one that's the one where he's in japan yeah where he like an officer like they're they're all killing themselves and then one doesn't and then he befriends he befriends him and becomes a silver samurai and he becomes a big dick yeah yeah Yeah. so yeah this is this is a very real thing and it again up until like the 80s was still happening I do know uh, that suicide is still very common in Japan. 
Yeah, I don't. Just just, that might just be because of like but there was also a lot stress of and stuff. Though. Military propaganda that would basically say like this is the right thing to do. Like if you do the, if you, if you fuck up and you get caught, kill yourself. Kill yourself because yeah. we don't want you giving away our secrets. Basically, yeah. And I I, I went down a Wikipedia hole. There's a lot of dark shit. <laughs> oh um, yeah, they were intense. So my point is. In this kind of organization that is definitely based in, you know, they're samurai. They're all, most of them are Asian. Yeah, it's, because this is the hand, so. It's the hand, yeah. Would they be taking themselves that seriously? I think maybe. Yeah. But should it be depicted, I don't know. It's it's a dark, weird thing to put in a movie. It's, I think there's a little bit of gray area with this. And I think that's why it's very heavily implied. He just kind of yeah, walks away with the Yeah, they don't show him doing it. They just heavily imply that he's off to do it. And that everybody expects him to do but, it. What are the stakes here? Like, he only fucked up one little thing. Like, he and didn't... He, it wasn't even directly him. He was like, oh, yeah, I sent my men. Yeah, and he's like, well, how many people... Like, is this happening every day? Like, I spilled coffee. Good job! <laughs> like, uh, whoa. You know what I mean? I just didn't think it was that serious of a wrongdoing. I think it was just to show that... To show us, the viewers, that the hand means business. <laughs> God. <laughs> well, okay, that's enough bustle. Also, side, but, like, those... How, how about those weirdos that walk in the room, though? Yeah, uh, and they all have like abilities. clearly the villains of the movie. They all have like different abilities. I think they're supposed to be mutants. I think they're all supposed to be like X Men world mutants because there is they were honestly trying to tie this in a little bit with their X Men movies. Because this this was Fox. Right? This is Fox. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So this takes place probably in the greater X Men universe. I'm sure we could find out on a wiki or something and see what Earth this takes place on. And, I mean, it's not clear, or whatever. <laughs> but they did have plans on connecting these. Maybe if they if they went well, right? And I think at this point they were trying to distance themselves a little bit from Daredevil. That didn't do so well. Ironically, this said so let's worse. make a worse movie. So let's try to pull in connections to their more successful movies, the X Men movies, because all of these guys have different powers and they're and very specific. Not, powers. Exactly, yeah. and that's not a very Daredevil thing. To, no, because I don't think anybody thing. in the hand has like specific, specifically like weird powers like that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I think these are mutants. Like I said, one has a tattoo. He's got like animal tattoos on his body, and like the animals can come to life and like he like he control he animates them. them and controls them. Yeah. And stuff. Looks painful. Guy... They like pop out of his body. Maybe yeah. another kind of like uh the guy from Moana. Oh yeah. He's like moving tattoos and oh Maui Maui yeah. yeah. Maui. And, no. <laughs> <laughs> one guy's just really big. And like bulletproof, that's a very common X Men thing. Yeah, one is it's a very common superpower yeah. thing. Well, the lady, uh, she has a name. I just kept on writing. She's tits. like a poison ivy type girl. <laughs> oh, the gothic chick. She's yeah. probably my favorite character out of this whole movie. Yeah, what? She, she just makes out with people and poisons them. Yeah, she's okay. We're gonna she, let's move on. <laughs> she's very one dimensional. Yeah, this exactly. This movie's one dimensional. That's not saying a lot. Okay. <laughs> Electrifying Stick, who's enjoying a game of pool, <laughs> to drop off Mark Miller and Abby, saying the hand is his problem. He refuses them and leaves them on their own. <laughs> the weirdo with the bird tattoos, bird tattoo, sees them as they drive off. <laughs> <laughs> that wording. That was great. So, yeah, so he can send his little bird tattoo to turn into a real bird and they, they're they being followed. He also turned it into like graffiti, which was kind of cool. It's not a bad idea. It belongs in a different movie, I it think. Also, I was thinking that it wasn't the worst CGI I've seen either. The superimposed eyeball on his chest was horrible. The bird itself wasn't, though. No, I think it was a real bird. Oh. I think that was, like a, that was, a, that was a real eagle. He's impressed with the real bird. 
I was like, man, that bird doesn't look bad at all. It's like an animal actor. <laughs> you ever see the animal actor show at like Disney and yeah, Universal? Those animals twice, yeah. do. Yeah. I guess I just didn't expect that kind of work to be put into this movie. You just hire the bird. <laughs> so they're looking for a place to go, right? Yeah. So stick. Yeah, again, he's just looking people right in the eyes. Like he's not even trying to. <laughs> he literally be blind. Just looks at her and makes eye contact and starts speaking to her. All right, you're just an old white guy. I guess you're not blind. Because I was thinking while I was watching this, I'm like, is that supposed to be Stick? Isn't Stick supposed to be blind? Isn't he British too in this movie? Yeah, that Terrence was... Stamp is British. Yeah, that felt a little weird. But I mean, I guess there's no reason why Stick can't be British. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's the guy who played Chancellor Valorum. Yes, in Star Wars. He hated that role because he thought it was going to be like a bigger role and he just stands there and says two lines. And then he gets fucking <laughs> booted out of the Senate. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, they arrive to McCabe's house. So a reminder, that's Electra's like assassin agent. Gets her all her jobs and shit. Electra tries to teach Abby how to meditate and shares a kiss with Mark. The next morning, McCabe tries to shoot the eagle bird tattoo. The weirdos arrive. Electra, Mark, and Abby leave through a secret tunnel, but McCabe stays behind to sacrifice himself. Uh, he even says to Electra, keep them safe. But, like, not two scenes ago, he was upset that they were here. Yeah. So, to be clear, um, this guy's character is very kind of like, I'm in it for the money. I This is my job. You know, I get Electra her, like, murder assignments. Fuck everybody. Like, blah, blah, blah. And then at this point in the movie, he's like, I'll stay behind. I'll fight them off. He becomes a hero what? all of a sudden. It's a total 180. Especially, then, this is my point. He looks at them and he's like, oh, keep them safe. You don't even know who these people are. You did not care about Maybe them five minutes ago. Maybe he did know. No. No. And he, they're not he, special He, he was very confused when they all they arrived at his house. We find out Spoiler, later. She's, not, she's just like a prodigy. That's it. Uh, you know what I mean? They call uh, her the treasure. Yeah, do, yeah. Apparently, Electra was a treasure, too. There's at least three treasures in this movie. So was that gothic chick. That's what I'm saying. She's not a treasure. Uh, So the kiss between Elektra and Mark, they've shared like three lines in this whole movie. So I don't believe it. Yeah, but she went over for Christmas dinner. So that's a little more believable than, say, Ghost Rider and Roxanne. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Ghost Rider references. (laughs) Fucking Fucking gosh. Yeah, I didn't like that at all. I'm like, he's an actual stranger. I think he had probably two sentences, like two lines throughout the whole movie. And then you expect us to actually feel something during this kiss. Are we supposed to like that? Are we supposed to be rooting for them? Because I'm not. That was so unnecessary. Yeah, they don't. They no haven't shared chemistry enough chemistry. They haven't shared even, enough scenes. Not a, even remotely. Because she seems like a very closed off person. So someone yeah. like that isn't going to just kiss someone they've known for, two, what, two days? Especially right. someone that isn't Matt Murdock. Yeah, someone that's not even Matt. <laughs> Charlie Cox. It's really just... <laughs> She's the girl in the movie, and he's the guy in the movie, and that's yeah. enough. Yep. Right? Not for me. It would have been better if they had her had a little romance with McCabe. 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 That would make more sense. That'd make they, more sense because they, they work together. They know each other, exactly. That and then she'd be a little that. more upset when he sacrificed himself. That would have been way better. She didn't seem to care that much. Yeah, she was <laughs> like, oh, shit, you're going to die. See she you. literally just said, like, oh, shit. Literally. Why would he just go with them? Yeah. He doesn't hold them back for any amount of time. No, and because he stayed, they knew exactly where Electra was going because I guess the bad guys can read minds. Yeah, they read his oh, mind and killed him. They read yeah. his mind and cut his head off. They decapitated him. They did. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of convenient superpowers in this movie. 
Like, what's the most convenient superpower right now? He has it. Yeah. <laughs> that because of we got to move the. Plot. It's like kids playing pretend. Yes, that's exactly. <laughs> this movies written by children. You're exactly right. <laughs> you can't hurt me because no, my powers the writers block look you. Very yeah. Young in the special features. <laughs> that's oh the, no, they're actually children. No, the first thing I thought. Was these two men look like they're in their early 20s. Like, oh, they looked yikes. very young. That's why they were excited to make an no, Electra movie. They looked like they were 12. I'm just kidding. So, they're being chased into the woods. So, the weirdos chase them. I, keep, it's, I can't Wait, think of anything else. Some The gang. They're mutant the, gangs. The they gang. Just, they just look like... God, we're like halfway through the movie, right? Yeah. We're, I think we're more than halfway through. We're, we're like almost done. No, because at one point, you know, when they introduce themselves, they're all like crawling in. They're all walk. They all have like a unique like walk. Yeah, they're it's like the typical like bad guy intro. Yeah. And they, they're all different enough so you... None of them blend in together. It's yeah. a very movie trope. If this was a more campy movie, there would have been a freeze frame and it would have shown their name. Oh, yeah. If this was Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah. That almost would have been better. I would have. This should have been a campy movie. Because, I mean, I, I don't know what the girl's name I'm just like, yeah, the one with the tits out. That's all I know. The whole movie, her tits are out. Because that's clearly the what cool this movie wants. Yeah, she wasn't. But, cool. What's her name? Oh, I don't know. See? see? And you liked her. I liked her. I thought her dead leaf trick was cool. I like when she gets stabbed in the fucking see, face. See, my problem, and I, I meant she to mention dies. this. I meant to mention this earlier. Jennifer Garner is not badass enough for this character. And she tries too hard. The gothic I, girl didn't have to try at all. I would she, say she didn't try she, at all. <laughs> I don't think Jennifer Garner phoned, was really the issue with this movie. She, she phoned it in real quick. Okay. Yeah. Uh, her name is Typhoid. Is she supposed to be Typhoid Mary? Yeah. From... It sounds so oh, weird. yeah. So this character is an enemy of Daredevil. Oh, look at this outfit. An this enemy of Daredevil. It's her out in this She's too. in season two of Iron Fist on Netflix. Oh, I didn't see that one. She's played by Alice Eve. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's a big name. Wait, what's what are her superpowers though? Highly skilled athlete, trained, blah blah blah. Doesn't she like drain life? I think that's her thing. No, yeah. she has like a bunch of different abilities. She blows kisses and kills people. No, we're talking about the real one. Oh. <laughs> Pyrokinesis. Okay, so she can control fire? Limited mind control. Yeah, like everyone in this movie. <laughs> she also has like yeah, so multiple personalities and shit. Oh. Okay, well, here's the list. Anyway. Which, like, this character in this movie was nothing like that, so... Right. Yeah. Okay, so they're they're in the woods. Abby reveals that she can fight. Yeah, she shows up and she's like, fights one of them. She starts uh, swinging this thing around. Her little beads thing, yeah. Her warrior the, beads that she bought off of eBay. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the mutant weirdo, the girl, Typhoid, kisses Electra to kill her. Stick and his chase ninjas arrive and scare the hand off. What a contrived way to get a hot girl kiss in the movie. Yeah, she just kind of like swoops in and starts making out with her. And then Electra's like, Ugh. there's Yeah, there's like a good yeah. like 15 second like girl kiss in this movie so that she tries to kill Electra that way. And it doesn't uh, work. Surprise. It just seems like they you know, they have a list of things they want to put in this movie. And they're like, can we get two girls to make out? That'd be hot. I mean, two 22 year olds wrote this movie. So, of course, they did that. <laughs> Wait, is that real? <laughs> are they actually are these, 22? They look extremely I yeah, I would if you had if you asked me how old do you really think they are, I'd say probably 25. Wow. They look very young wow. from the special features that I watched. <laughs> and the the way the chase arrive in the scene is very like lame looking. 
Uh, it was. They down. just kind of slowly float down from the sky. It was definitely like a crouching tiger, hidden dragon reference. But like not good. No, not good. They're <laughs> like, oh, we should do that because they're ninjas in the forest. They're like jumping on the trees. Do you know what? This movie made me want to watch Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. It made me want to watch Kung Fu Hustle. I would love to give Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon another chance because when I saw it, I was you didn't like. like it? I was like 12. Oh, oh. duh, you need to give it. You, you, yeah. You haven't seen it. was it when yet. I came out. So I saw it and I was like, this you is weird. It. Yeah. And I didn't quite understand that it's supposed to be like kind of this like ballet, basically. Yeah, it's very so. artsy. No, that movie's great. Back at Stick's camp, Stick explains that Abby is a warrior prodigy and the hand have been after her. Electra realizes Stick ordered the hit on them for Electra to soften up in order to want to help them. Oh my God. Yeah. He says some lessons can't be taught. They have to be lived. Electra finds Abby in her tent and they have a quick little spar. Abby calls out Electra for having OCD, which I still don't find relevant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in a deleted scene, Electra has a dream where she's visited by Ben Affleck's Matt Murdock, who asks her to come back home. And that's the only scene that he's in. Yeah. Uh, it's funny that this movie got like an A-list celebrity to film a cameo. And, and then they, they deleted it. Cut it out. And it was yeah. only a few seconds. Why would they do that? I'm betting he I, requested to I don't know. Do I, I, I did read that because Daredevil didn't get like rave reviews. It was not super well received. They don't want to be connected to it. They even though of, the title character right. is connected to it. So they were just trying to distance themselves a little bit and try to... Like in the marketing, there was no references to this being a Daredevil sequel. But more being like, hey, from the studio that brought you X-Men. X-Men, X-Men, X-Men. This is like, <laughs> you know, another superhero. Kind of like X-Men. That's what they were kind of going for. So I think maybe that's why they would cut it. I guess. But it's that little like, bit of connectivity that I would appreciate a little bit I would more, appreciate you know? that too. Because at least that brings in more of her character from the last movie. Where it's like, hey, like, here she, here she is pre-death. And you know, now she's kind of like lost all this. She's lost humanity. She's like a murderer. It would almost give her more. She's a horrible uh, person more, now. More depth. Depth. Exactly. You could go back and be like, well, like, you know, here's uh, Matt Murdock. Ben Affleck, who's like come back to new york like come back home and he means that in a metaphorical way too like because this is her dream come back to the way you were before don't be this fucking ruthless stupid ass killer you know be this nice girl or whatever i don't know this nice girl so it's basically one of the better parts of this movie and they cut it out (laughs) yeah and also by the way i didn't mention this was a director's cut we watched and the differences are very minimal so like i couldn't even tell you Oh, I couldn't okay. even find one. So like, it wasn't major. like the case of like Daredevil it's, where like it actually added a lot of good to the movie? Like a half hour, yeah. This movie uh, was like four minutes difference or something like that. Not a lot different. And it was probably like scenes like the OCD shit. It might, you know what it was? It was probably the parts I got cut out because of the quote unquote R rating. So like the decapitation. Yeah, the, the blood, that kind of thing. The darts. <laughs> the darts. Abby, what do uh. we think? This is, this is the part where you this is the part you want to talk about babe and now you're quiet oh um well, they were talking we in the tent part there was a conversation in the tent oh yeah that bothered me um well too okay to be honest i had something written down and then as we we're talking i realized oh that's what she was saying something in the movie clicked with me that i was confused about so it's like oh i don't really have anything to comment on that anymore 
But the other thing I noticed about Abby that I hated, I think I counted at least five times where she just screams, Electra! As if Electra has been like a mother to her like her whole life or something. I'm like, bitch, you just met her. Like she screams it dramatically, I think at least five times. The only thing she says is, um, she's like my only friend. Oh, does she that. say that? She does say that. She's like, oh. I don't... Because uh, she's, like, homeschooled. She lives well, in the mountains the alone dad, with her yeah. dad. Let me ask, oh, this whole movie, what does it take place over, what, two days? A week? Probably, like, two, three days. If only a couple days. That's a little, like, extreme. Maybe a week. I'd give it a week. So this whole time, Abby has been a childhood prodigy, a warrior, and the hand wants her to, like, make a the best ninja or whatever. It's kind of like that... <laughs> beginning scene of the captain america movie where they take red skull because of his supreme intelligence i thought this was kind of familiar (laughs) (laughs) electra calls what are we calling him kirigi 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 y'all done this four times i don't remember kirigi i'm just gonna say kirigi because that's what it looks Uh, like to me electra calls kirig don't (laughs) electra calls him through telepathy a power she has that we're just now learning about. Yeah. Did she, like, astral project herself to, like, FaceTime him? Like I said earlier, apparently Stick has telepathy. Again, number one, we don't see him using telepathy. It's Electra with telepathy. And, also, and it's they still don't, not explained. They don't say that he has it. Right. So my rule of thumb, my suspension of disbelief rule of thumb, is that you can't pull something out of nowhere past the first act. In the first act of a movie, you have to establish... All the rules of this movie universe. And then by the second and third act, you have to adhere to that. You can't just be like, oh, by the way, here's a new thing. Yeah, because that's it's weird. Like... Yeah, you can't. So my point is like, for example, like uh, in, in Iron Man, like we watch Iron Man slowly like build the suit around halfway through the movie. He flies in it. That makes sense for us because we've seen him like put it together, even though it's fake, even though like that technology does not exist. Right. But if at the end of the movie, he just started flying on his own without robotics we'd be like what the fuck this is weird right <laughs> he's just but doing it <laughs> other characters in the same universe do fly doctor strange captain marvel whatever but it's a step like you know what it's i'm saying established that they can it, you do have it. to establish the rules at the beginning of the movie for it to make sense throughout yeah because she just you, like what she sits down and then she's like in a dream sequence with kirigi and they're conversing and she's like i'm gonna meet you here and he's like i like yeah. that mixed with her previous actual dream memories. It's it's too many fucking flashbacks it forwards is. all yeah. side to side. I'm over it. Uh, A flash side. It's too much. <laughs> so their conversation ensues. She says she wants to end things between them for the treasure. They agree to fight to the death where it all began. Seems extreme. Uh, anyway, Electra visits her childhood home to confront the dream she has as a kid. There she is ambushed by hand ninjas. She grabs a candle and starts the stove burners. As the ninjas break into the kitchen, she throws the candle and explodes them. This is probably the most intelligent thing she did, but also, like... You would have to know... That gas would have to be going for quite a while. Yeah, actually. To fill up, like, the whole room because (laughs) gas dispersed quickly. You would also have to know that the ninjas would come in that way, but she can see the future. So the movie thought that. So I guess that works. Very convenient superpower. (laughs) Yeah. In the main room, furniture sheets start flying, and Elektra, in her signature red outfit, starts fighting Kirigi. Kir- Kirigi? <laughs> Fuck, who I don't care. We're doing Stick. this again? I don't Stick remember. And, f- and commit to it. I don't <laughs> Kirig. <laughs> there you go. I gave you this. Uh, so she's back in the outfit. She takes off like a robe. 
This is okay. Again, where is this movie set? Because her childhood home is just nearby. Yeah. Even though yeah. she's been traveling the world. How far did they travel? Greece. So I guess she didn't grow up in Greece, but like, ah, uh, what? <laughs> or maybe they actually traveled a long way, and they just did a very poor job at conveying the trap sense of travel. No, because then Stick is like, oh no, and he ends up there at the end of the movie too. But he's a ninja; he can just appear places. Oh boy! <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so they fight. They start fighting, and then the sheets—no explanation for this. Oh, they're like floating. All the sheets are flying everywhere. Oh, that was God, very distracting. Yeah. It was so weird. I think it was supposed to make it like a cool final fight. It just raises deal. like more questions, you know. It like, was just what is happening. It makes me think the house is like a haunted house. Like you're distracted. I mean, you're the... thinking about other reasons That's why. Also, yeah, there's that. sheets floating in this house. There was apparently a demon in this house, but it wasn't actually a demon. But it could have been. And we thought it was up until like halfway through the movie. Or... Was Ghost Rider Fox? Because there could have been a connection Sony, here. Sony, Sony. Ah, oh, damn it. Was that Ghost Rider in her dream? And Stop not a demon? trying to make everything about Ghost Rider, I swear. <laughs> it wasn't, because Ghost Rider would have crossed over with Spider-Man, if anything. Oh, true. So, more flashbacks reveal that he's the hand ninja who killed her mom. So, not a demon. <laughs> right. He kicks Elektra, and the force behind it knocks everyone back. Weird. Hand um, magic. Yeah. Abby shows up and tries to fight him. Elektra emerges from the sheets and pulls Abby away. They're chased by Tattoo snakes into a hedge maze. The snakes overtake Abby, but Electra kills Tattoo, causing the snakes to disappear. She did a thing where she kind of like... I think she saw a future where she went looking for him. I guess. And did that a couple times until she found like the correct... There he is. I'm going to go that way. I can kill him at the source and then all the snakes So it's die. like um just save scumming in a game where you keep loading your last save until you... Yep. That's exactly <laughs> Until you what get that it right. Is. That's exactly what that is, yeah. <laughs> Okay, what's the girl's name again? Typhoid? Yes. Yeah. So Typhoid, the girl one, the girl weirdo, finds Abby only to say she used to be the treasure and doesn't want to be replaced. So she uh, kills Abby. Oh, I guess she was the treasure. She was like, I used to be the treasure. It's like, so? So fuck you, I'm going to kill you. Jesus. Yeah, she was upset. Electra encounters Kirigi in the maze in the two fight. She's about to be defeated, and then he says something to her about her past. I don't know. I wasn't listening. And then she just stabs him. That's it. That's how he dies. I have something to say here. Based on everyone else's like special skills and magic and shit, like they should have easily been able to beat Electra. Yes. In, like it was almost like a joke. Yeah, but she can see the future. Right, but even so, it's like this one bitch can blow a kiss and kill you. Like they all have their crazy powers, and she does. She can see what the future. That's it. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Eh, I She's guess. Strong. Well. I don't know. Yeah, and what he was saying to her was like a quote from her father when she was in the pool. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. About being strong enough. Yeah. Uh, because I guess his thing is that he reads minds. Is that his thing? He did it with Mc. Oh, Mc. What's his he face? Did it with McCabe, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah, he. That's how he. Yeah, he read his mind and then killed him. Wow. Oh. But I don't remember. How does she kill him? Because. It's just kind of like a blink and you miss it. Oh, I remember. Oh, because you just down. watched this today, right? Uh, yeah, this is the scene <laughs> I watched today. She stabs him and it makes no sound. No sound at all. And but, I think that might have been an editing error. It is the weirdest scene. She's And there's no... It's, it's that so R-rating thing. If you can't hear the stab, it's fine. Is that really? Yeah, but the I whole movie, they're swinging blades. All you hear is shing, shing, shing. No shing. So yeah. It's literally like she goes like this and goes... 
No what? sound. And then he's just oh, but like a how slow does he stab. Get the edge on. How does she get the edge on him though? Or does she just They're do just it? They're just fighting, and she just fucking does it. So it's lame. But it he's lame. always been beating her this entire movie, and then at, at the end, he she's just like, "Hey, the movie's almost over." King. I'm pl- I'm replaying the whole scene. They're on like they're around a well. They're jumping around. He throws a sword, and she ducks, and it goes in the bushes. So he's down a weapon. And then she and just then... stabs when he falls down the well, right? That's, what, that's what yeah. Nothing point. crazy happens. Yeah, the no she goes like that, and then no. he falls down the well, and his swords are like. Yeah slicing down the well and then no, he turns into gas there's no story reason as to why she got the upper hand no because sometimes no. in she these movies when there's someone who's really powerful like the underdog can say something to throw them off and like maybe throw in like i don't know hurt them emotionally and then all of a sudden bam they let their guard down that's like sure. nothing even Some remotely like reasoning. that happened yeah exactly no... yeah she's just like all right you're dead now and that's yeah. it yeah that's it and I'm going to quietly kill you with a sword. And you, if you blink, you're going to miss it. And you're going to turn into gas. It's really fucking convenient also when the main character can see like several minutes into the future. Yeah. It's almost like she can read the script. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Because she's just like, Which okay, Which make well, a good Deadpool plot point. Uh, what's that movie? There's a movie where Nick Cage does that. Yeah. Uh, is it Deja Vu? No, that's someone else. Uh, I forget um, what it's called. I was going to yeah. say. Knowing. So <laughs> is it Knowing? Wait, did we already pass the part where her and Abby link up and jump through the window? What do you mean did link up? we pass up? that part? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, I mean, you can talk about it now. What? When they leave. Because it was in oh, this paragraph. Yeah. It was a weird scene where they just have this weird banter where Electra's like, you're a pain in the ass. She goes, oh, you are too. One, two, three. And they both count together and jump out a window. It's all very awkward. Was that supposed to tie into the OCD thing? Maybe. Maybe. Like, they're both like relate like there was also another over. weird scene like before this whole last fight and stuff where like i don't know if electra saw the future or something but it was almost like a jump scare and then you saw like a face on the screen and it looked really creepy looking what was that this? i don't remember that what scene was that <sighs> it's was it the demon no it wasn't the demon it was like a woman's face it might have been either electra or abby dying or something but it just looked mm. weird mm-hmm. it was almost like a it jump was... scare it was like <laughs> Yeah, and I hated it because it scared the shit yeah. out of me because I was falling asleep. Was it asleep. her seeing the future? <laughs> I, maybe. It was a jump scare. I it think was I like kind of that. random. Yeah. And it was a very creepy looking face, actually. Like, it was almost like uncomfortable to look at. Berto had nightmares about it. I didn't have nightmares. I just remember vividly that I was Bruce. very uncomfortable. No, I remember that, that jump scare made me it. mad because it was unnecessary and it hurt I my ears. I <laughs> do not remember this at all. I remember it. We got to find it. We, uh... That was, well. I thought, earlier. It was earlier. Uh, yeah. From the camp. Who cares? So, yeah, <laughs> we're in who cares territory. <laughs> who cares? Also, where was the dad during this whole he was He was looking the for camp. them. So, I uh, we watched the deleted scenes. Okay. And this was cut, but the dad noticed that, like, Abby left. Yeah. And Stick is like, oh, she went to go fight. And but, he's like, we gotta go. And Stick's like, nah, we can take her time. <laughs> and, and, and then the dad's it. like, what? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I missed so, that scene. I don't remember. It was, it was a deleted, deleted scene. scene. Oh, but in the movie, how are we supposed to know where oh, the we dad don't. Was? You don't. We, we don't. Oh, that's why I wrote down. Yeah. Where the fuck was the dad exactly. during this fight? He, he was wandering around lost. <laughs> Didn't know which way was up. <laughs> he was bopping around. Bopping around. Ain't bopping got a clue. <laughs> Electra puts Abby, who's now dead, in the bed her mom died and somehow does the thing where she can bring people back to life. I guess she was taught that too. The Kimagura. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
Abby awakens and Electra and Mark kiss. Wouldn't Abby like not be herself anymore? Yeah, and they do mention that. There's like consequences of being yeah. brought back to life. And she says like, yeah, it was different for me and who knows what her second life is going to be like. Yada yada. Uh, oh, and he's like, oh, it could be better than your first one. Exactly. Isn't it kind of fucked up to bring someone back to life against their will? <laughs> Where are I the ethics of this? 13 or whatever. Probably. I love, and when I say I love, I mean I hate, that they have like, they share like a little family moment. She's like, can we get ice cream I now? fucking hate that. Yeah. And it's like, oh, are we a family? And like, Jennifer Garner smiles, which is like the only time she smiled at all because she's playing yeah. this character like really kind of like moody, you know? I think Jennifer Garner was just very moody when <laughs> filming this movie. Probably. And then again, so like Electra and Mark are like a thing, like they've shared three lines. Oh, they're clearly fucking it's now. so contrived. They are clearly um, fucking. Everything in this movie is contrived, <laughs> let's be serious, like. Yeah. The story wouldn't go this way. Nothing would go this way naturally. Oh, Stick shows up and says, I always knew your heart was pure. You simply needed to see it for yourself. Stick is not this nice of a guy. First of all, also (laughs) bullshit. She murdered so many people in this movie. At the beginning, she's called out for murdering more people than necessary by the fucking assassin agent. So don't tell me, oh, like, you're all pure of heart now. You're all fine. Everything's forgiven. The only thing that would have completed that was if she came out in her white costume. Right. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. We'll get into that. So now, like, Abby and her dad live in the house and she's off doing what? Like, the ending was so confusing. I guess Abby is supposed to be training with the chase now. Probably. I guess. I thought they made jokes about how her life's going to go back to normal. She's like, oh, what's next? Going Ma- back to school, going to the beach, getting ice cream? Like, they, like, I think all the joke weird... was like, hey, that's not going to happen, bitch. Oh, really? I don't know. Oh, I thought it was like, oh, like you can finally do normal it's stuff. It's not clear. Yeah. We're such a family, you know? I hated it. It's not clear at all. <laughs> so that's the movie. That's pretty much all of it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And then the movie just ends. Uh, was there a post-credit scene? Who cares? I didn't even we consider didn't, We didn't even consider sticking around And I'm not going to Google it either. I don't. It was I so do not care. boring. <laughs> so let's, let's get into the analysis here. Do you want to talk a little bit about Electro the character before we do that, Berto? Yeah, let's talk a little bit about who she is. Written in 1981, I think. It was uh, the 80s, Frank yes. Frank Miller. So, for, you know, Frank Miller did the same thing he did around this time. He was just writing for Marvel and DC. He took on Daredevil and pretty much kind of reinvented him. Made him better, I'd say. Yeah, gave him a little bit more depth. Made um, him a little darker. Edgier. Right. Everything we expect Frank Miller to do. He gave Daredevil the same treatment he basically gave Batman. Frank Miller is pretty much the reason why Batman is like dark. The and dark like night. moody and... <laughs> and not... Um, um, not like campy and stupid. Yeah. Like he used to be. Right. That's all Frank Miller is doing from like the Dark Knight Returns in the 80s. Basically, you can, you can attribute like all of what we know as Batman now like to that moment. Right? Pretty much this is the same thing with... Daredevil writes the characters of Elektra, writes the character of Stick. And these three characters are very intertwined in the comics. Yeah. I, the whole hand, the whole, all, all this stuff is pretty the much hand, Chase, yeah. The whole Ninja Wars. You were saying on Elektra. She started off just um, as kind of a love interest to Matt a little bit. Like she, she yeah. was an assassin, but like before that she was, you know, Elektra Nachos. She met Matt Murdock in college, and then... They went to Columbia, a real school. Yes. What is it? I think it's DC doesn't use real schools or something. For something some reason, like they that. Don't use, they don't use real cities either. Barely, yeah. 
But yeah, they went to college together. Um, they kind of started dating in college after Matt revealed that he has powers, basically, to her. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know. She's actually the reason why he does his first uh, vigilante job, because her and her father get kidnapped. Oh. So she's kind of responsible for Daredevil being, like, him being Daredevil. Yeah. So what I read was, because uh, I'm not overly familiar with Electro. Yeah, she's like this love interest, but becomes an assassin and right. is tasked to, like, beat Daredevil. At one point, is hired to kill Foggy, Daredevil's, like, best friend. Yeah, she kind of becomes an antagonist <laughs> to him a little bit. There was some other character that she had to, like, kill and Daredevil had to, like, stop. So, she, yeah, yeah, she's kind of like... And in her introduction on the cover is, like, it says something about, like... Uh, Daredevil, the one. Oh fuck! I had, I just had it. Uh, it says Electra. Once what, he loved her, now she had. She is his most deadly enemy. Yeah, that's on okay. the cover of her first appearance on Daredevil one sixty eight. I also know that uh, eventually that Kingpin actually hires her to be an assassin. Yeah, exactly. So she works for like the villains for yeah. a lot of her run. She goes back and forth between like basically good and bad. Yeah. At one point, she gets hired by Nick Fury in S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, she To, like, help rehabilitate Wolverine. Random kind of thing that she has (laughs) to go do. That is so fucking random. Like, Wolverine goes into, like, beast mode, basically, and, like, just pure, like, animal, and doesn't remember how to talk or anything like that. And, like, they send Elektra to, like, go, like, help him. So (laughs) Counsel him, basically. Yeah, so strange. (laughs) What we were talking about earlier in the comics, at one point, they separate her... Her evilness and her... from her good oh. into, like, a separate thing. And this is after she dies and comes back a couple times, right? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, at this point, they they put her in white. All white because she's, like, pure good now. Yeah. But, obviously, the hand, you know, as you can imagine, get hold of her evilness and they incarnate that. Of and course. so, there's an, a pure evil uh, Electra <laughs> running around in all black. Who, what's the red one's, like, the in-between? Well, the right one doesn't exist now because she's been split into a white and a black, basically. Comic books. Comic logic. (laughs) Do you think Um, they'll do any of this shit in the MCU, like the movies? Shit like this where, like, I'm going to expel my evilness or something like that? No, not necessarily that, but, like, Elektra being integrated into shit. I mean, they already sort of have with the Netflix show. And she dies in that and gets brought back. And she's pretty fucked because They kind of do, like, her whole story arc. They do pretty well, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, Um, like, in a big major movie. Oh. Mm. I mean, the character already exists, and I think they're going to... If they decide to bring it over, bring some of that stuff in, yeah, yeah, they might bring her back, but she's already died and come back at this point. Mm. Yeah, at one point they remerge the good and evil to like regular, <laughs> like OG Electra, and so she wears red again. Yeah, she has some psychic powers in the comics, but like mild psychic powers. Though. Yeah, I also don't really know where they came from. Sure. Uh, <laughs> And then we talked about her like costumes and how that changed over the years and how now she looks more like the Elodie Young version, which is yeah. way cooler. Yeah, she looks way fucking way cooler. more badass, that's for yeah. sure. So on this movie, I think there's something here. Like I think this movie at the very least, like it does kind of play into the a little bit of like the comic history where like, you know, she's a little morally ambiguous. She kind of goes from being really good to being really bad to like back and forth and back and forth. And she looks the part. You know, like, Jennifer Garner yeah. looks like Electra. She's hot. Whatever. Yeah. The costume looks good on her. As far as that 
goes sure like, it's fine. whatever but like i'm not sure about making electra this character with a heart of gold deep down that's not that's not who her she is yeah and it's like not that. interesting <laughs> and why can't she just be morally ambiguous like that's what the source material is and i love 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 elodie young's portrayal of electra in daredevil season two because she like bulldozes her way in that season because she's not yeah. in the first four episodes the first right. four episodes some of the best tv it's all punisher ever. it's the punisher stuff right yeah so fucking to, good I, oh, I need so that. good all that punisher daredevil stuff but then she just like makes her way and turns that season around a bit <laughs> kind of makes herself the main character yeah and it really 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 works and because she shows up as this character who's like really sexy and you don't know why because she seems really dangerous <laughs> and you can really kind of feel where matt murdoch is coming from because matt murdoch he's the one with the heart of gold he shouldn't be flirting with like this kind of evil boy. one right yeah. she's the bad influence on him and remember in that show they're like they have the, like, this like crazy sexual tension yeah they're and always then, fucking yeah they're fucking yeah. and then they fight and then they fuck and then they like spar some more and then they fuck some more and then she's like wait hold hey, on what is this scene i missed that daredevil season two All right. and then she's <laughs> like Noted. i'll go back yeah and then she's like hey this guy is responsible for like the death of your dad you want to kill him and then we can fuck in front of his dead body and he's like what like that's a bit much this is <laughs> like, too far for me wait. electra like I'm not, you know what I'm saying though? She is like this bad influence on him. She is this kind of like femme fatale, morally ambiguous. She's not Jennifer Garner at all. And I feel like the problem here is that Jennifer Garner is really poorly miscast for this role. Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah. Because Jennifer Garner is also like this kind of, is there's a reason she's typecast as like this like nice girl oh she was in all great her movies. in yes day did you guys see that on fantastic Netflix? in yes day and we're gonna talk about jennifer garner and keep her canceled but in all her roles you kind of look and most of them are like 13 she's going like on 30 mom. she's nowadays she's the hot mom but back she was like just like the very relatable love interest or relatable like chick flick character girl right next mm. door. just yeah 13 just very nice 30, girl classic. I already uh, said that. oh i didn't hear you <laughs> yeah <laughs> She should not be this, like, borderline psychotic character. You know what I mean? And this movie doesn't even touch no, that. No, not even. So, it, I, maybe it tries to, but it I, very I, poorly. All right, she murders a bunch of people. Yeah, but, like, why? You know, the Elodie Young version kind of gets off on it. It gives her power. Yeah. And she uses that. She utilizes She's that. She's much more, like, psychotic. Yeah. And, yeah, but, she plays the part really well. But that makes her hot in a way, and then Matt Murdock is attracted to that. But and he that knows rela- he shouldn't be. That yeah. relationship is super toxic, but it's hot. And then he realizes, but I kind of love her. That's interesting. <laughs> and the way that that show kind of like handles that is amazing. Whereas in this, it's just kind of like deep down, I always knew you were a heart of gold. Like she's fucking Dorothy from Kansas. Yeah. No, and she's no like, thanks, thanks Dick. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not about that, but no, not about it. also doesn't fit the tone of the movie that we just watched either. Sure. And I think, again, part of it's because they casted Jennifer Garner in the first place in Daredevil. And I think they only casted her because she looked the part. She's yeah. hot. It's 2003, whatever. She's the next up and coming like girl star. And she's an I alias. I thought she'd be more like. I don't know. Was, so she, was she already an alias at this point? I think point? she was already an alias. So there she was like, yes, okay. she was. They're like, oh, you know, she can do the action stuff. Alias, great. So cool, uh, cool. But they're not thinking about like who is Elytra as a character and does Jennifer Garner fit that? Can she act her way into that? Because 
I kind of don't think she can. No, I mean, I, I never liked Jennifer Garner as Electra from the start. I think I liked her a lot better in Daredevil because... Oh, a lot better. It wasn't exploring her character in that movie. She was just kind of like... A tertiary is she? <laughs> yeah. Is she dangerous? Is she hot? Like, what is she? There's a lot of questions in that movie. Where in this one, they're just telling you, no, she's like this kind of like morally ambiguous, but actually she's got a heart of gold. No. So I she's not morally it. ambiguous because she has a heart of gold. Exactly. Yeah. Um, well, I said it at the very beginning, uh, movie as a whole was just so dull, so boring. I think my favorite part was the intro where, like, you know, like, those, these really theatrical intros were, like, a thing in the early 2000s, like, Spider-Man with all, like, the web. Like the, the opening sh- credits? Yeah. That, like her, the credits? I liked the opening credits a lot. There was, like, card, there was a lot of art, it was animated, it was kind of comic style, it was really cool. You don't remember that? I think I was distracted by the... Uh, the, the Greek letters. The Greek letters worked were, into the, <laughs> yeah. the credits. You went off about the Greek letters. I wasn't paying attention to that. I was okay. looking at the art. So The art was pretty cool. Okay. That was my probably my favorite part okay. of the movie. That's fair. But for <laughs> me, I, I was distracted <laughs> by the credits because all of the letters are all caps. And all the E's have been substituted by with sigmas. Because I guess that looks cooler and it almost looks like an E. But a sigma... Is an S. It's right. not an E. So they sound. misspelled everything. So it's Selectra. Selectra. Yeah. It's just it's so fucking stupid. It's just kind of like It's gimmicky. Yeah. It's what you said. They're just borrowing from you know, Spider Man had webbing in his credits and then Daredevil copied that by putting Braille, Braille. in his And we don't even know if it was real Braille or if it just looked like Braille that they made look like the letters. Sure, I yeah. loved it. Which Random is Braille. Which would be terrible. But that would be horrible. That'd be kind of offensive. Also, they can't feel <laughs> also, TV screens. Also, like so. showing Braille True. like that as a thing, it's like, that's not what Braille's for. You're supposed to feel it. So. Right. Well, that's my point. Right. You know? But like thematically, I guess they felt it worked. And I guess it sort of does, but it is tacky i guess would yeah, be the word i wasn't a fan so uh, we were kind of saying and i truly believe this that this movie is mostly filler the yeah. ocd subplot that's not a subplot i don't know why i said that there's a it, <laughs> the it, subplot. you know what i mean but it's <laughs> it's, just, it's just a small thread in the movie where apparently she has ocd for what reason what's the payoff there is none <laughs> i guess there's to just... relate to abby but abby doesn't have ocd does she? They, I no, know. I think she does. Uh, that's how know. she recognizes it. But that's not really a payoff. Anybody could write. You see someone counting their steps, you're like, all right, you've got an obsessive that's compulsion. True. I guess. Or like, you know, trying not to like step on cracks or like, I don't know, being weird. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's got a little sprinkle of an OCD. Well, I'm sure. Well, sure, but yeah. when you put it in a movie, it should pay off. It's not just to be realistic. Like Her oh, OCD should have had her like solve some sort of issue or notice something or yeah exactly but they didn't do that i should be a movie writer oh well, we let's write, write a movie movies. and then we can review it on our own <laughs> podcast uh no but it's all filler like i said that's filler it's just a kill time the flashbacks are all filler they're completely they're also all over the place they fucking, uh, the, those take up half the fucking movie, that's my point they at least take 15 to 20 minutes which is why it's in the movie it's just a pad for time because the only thing the flashbacks tell us, like, okay, her dad was kind of mean to her. Sure. 
Sort of. Sort of. I didn't even get that. I just thought, oh, he's tough, but he's loving. That's what I got. (laughs) Loving? Where'd you get loving from? He didn't seem mean. He was just like, hey, you know, work harder. No, he didn't seem mean at all. I never got that. He just Uh, seems like a tough guy. And he seemed loving in Daredevil. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot he was in that. And then we learned that... Kirigi? Kirig. Move on. Kirigi. Kirigi. Kirigi is the guy who killed the um her mom. Yes. Right? Not but the demon. They could have told us that in a single flashback. They it, could have just said it out loud, might have had more emotional weight. They also could have done said it, it in dialogue. Early in the movie and have her know it the whole time. That way there's more tension between the main character and the villain. Sure. There there's a bunch of ways they could have approached this. Instead of discovering um, at the end of the movie that you guys have a connection. Sure, yeah, but not all the... Like, you don't need eight flashbacks to do this. No. And dr- slash dream sequences. Because there's flashbacks and there's dreams. They all kind of, like, mesh together, right? Yeah. Just a complete waste of time. <laughs> well, this movie was a complete waste of time. It's just... It, it's all cheap. The effects are cheap. CGI is really bad. Tattoo has some dogs that, like, glow and they fly. Oh, yeah, they don't look good. That's just... Filler effects. Also, I think. I think we skipped the part where the big guy got crushed by the tree, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't include him in oh. anything. Well, he's uh, he's, he's bulletproof, but a tree killed him. <laughs> I love that Electra pretends like she did that. <laughs> yeah, no, he did it to himself. She's like, yeah. No, it was very convenient that he was there as the tree fell. Yeah. Babe, you, you got anything else yeah, on the villains are the analysis of the movie? There's not too much like, to I, analyze. I, don't know. I thought movie. it was super whitewashed. You guys didn't think it was whitewashed? I don't know what the whitewashing There are Asian be. people in Asian roles. Jennifer Garner and like Squeak. Abby and like... it. Abby? To me, this just... She's not a character in like the source material. No, I know. But it gave me the vibes of like, oh, you have these like martial arts movies. I don't know what the right word for that is. Kung Fu? Kung Fu, yeah. And then you have the (laughs) professional, actual, like, ethnicity. So you're saying only Asian people can learn martial arts? No, no, that's not (laughs) it at all. I'm saying, like, you, the white savior complex, they come in and they're the best. Yeah. That's what the vibes I got from this movie. I'm surprised you guys didn't, like, Abby's white as fuck, Jennifer Garner's white as fuck. Like, they're the best of the best. I'm like, white "Ah." savior, yeah, that is a thing. But I it, got major white savior because, but it is that's the thing with comics, especially around this time period, is that there's a lot of white savior going on in these comics. Iron in the Fist. 80s and 70s. Iron Fist is the yeah, best. Yeah, he's example. another one. Yeah, I do like his character though. To be sure, fair. but like Iron Fist is kind of like the Last Samurai, where he joins these people and he becomes the best of them. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, people that have been doing this as their craft for years and years and years, but right. like some whitey comes in and. Is better. Exactly. In the case of Iron know. Fist, to be fair, he trained that. like his whole life there. Also, I mean, that's yeah, one but thing. it was yeah. written as a way to like, okay, so they're like, all right, we got, we want to tell like, like a martial arts story. We couldn't possibly do that with an Asian character. No <laughs> one will buy those comic books. Let's throw a whitey in there. True. He becomes the best one. That's this white savior concept, uh, right? Yeah. And yeah, the problem is that like when you now today, what do you do about it when you have all these stories that you want to adapt into movies? And they've that already were made been in that made time in period. this way. Yeah. So, like, people took issue with Iron Fist. It's like, okay, you're making this Iron Fist TV show, but we know he was a white savior back in the 70s. Now we're looking at it and we're like, well, we want to make a TV show. We can't change it from the ground up. You know, right. 
we we can pay as much respect no matter to what the you culture. do you're going to piss someone off exactly yeah. we can pay as much respect to the culture as as we can as we can but at the end of the day we still are telling a story about a white guy going to like china he doesn't even go to china he goes to the mystic realm of kung, uh, lung. kung lung and he learns his Which martial arts and isn't he... technically on earth so right <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so it's fine uh, and then he gets like the dragon thing whatever and he becomes the best yeah. fucking kung fu blah 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 that's fine that's a whole different thing whatever but just seeing abby white as pasty as hell <laughs> but who's abby not even, who's not even like part of the source material they could have chosen anyone it's like it's just it's just like kind of annoying i just feel i just feel it's funny that like, you draw the line at abby <laughs> who's like and not Jennifer a, Garner I, it and, might be because they made this character for the movie and they did I that i think just piling on top of how bad and boring the movie was it just it was just was like it was so... just a one standout thing about it like, okay. It just all just was so annoying okay. and just not good in any way. Just it's like a, if mayonnaise was a movie. Wow, <laughs> Man, we're gonna put that on your that's put that on the poster. If mayonnaise was if a movie. Mayonnaise was a movie. <laughs> Electra. Can you actually? Can that be our uh, audiogram? I'm so proud of that. Can that please be the audiogram? Okay. If mayonnaise was a movie, <laughs> Electra, two thousand five. Is mayonnaise an I instrument? No, but it's that. a movie called Electra. I stand by that. God, yeah, stop playing. Uh, that's my final thought. Are well, we at final thought? That's interesting. No. All right, cool. Well, if that's it for that, let's go on to our next segment. It's my favorite segment. Keep or cancel. All right. So this is where we talk about the stars in the movie, and we decide if we should keep them or cancel them. Jennifer so Garner? Jennifer Garner, yeah, that's pretty much all we're gonna do. So she got her start on an episode of Law and Order, like everyone else in the business. <laughs> Law and Order is such a good like career Kickstarter. Everyone's done an episode of Law Everyone's and Order. Everyone's been in an episode as a teenager. of Law and Order. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Was it uh, that easy to get on it? Well, they need different. Every episode needs like its own cast. You know, and they have. I've never seen that show. I have no idea what it's. Never about. seen Law and Order. Never seen a single episode. Couldn't tell you. A single thing about it. Oh my god, I've watched so much Law and Order. Not recently. I used to watch it a lot as a kid because my mom watched it a lot. Oh. She was in Mr. Magoo. That was her first like major movie. Was as she like a, a kid? She was like a kid. No, she would have been like twenty something or thirty at this point. Oh, Mr. I don't Magoo, think come she was like a How old is she? She's forty nine, I think. Oh, today. Really? Um, oh, Mr. Magoo today? was like in the nineties. That was oh. with uh, the guy from Airplane. What's his name? Leslie Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. Yes. But Mr. Magoo. Not not a great movie, but I did watch it. I remember watching that as a kid. I like Mr. Magoo. I like those uh, <laughs> cartoons. Uh, she was in Dude Where's My Car. I do remember that movie. The Ashton Kutcher, Sean William Scott, like stoner movie from the nineties. Yeah. And uh Pearl Harbor. Yes. That's where I assume she meets Ben Affleck. And then Daredevil, obviously. 13 going on 30. Right after Daredevil, 13 going on 30. Around this time, also Alias, the J.J. Abrams TV show. Did you watch Alias? I know of it. I've never watched it myself, though. Same. I heard it's She's like a spy? I think she's like a spy, yeah. She has to constantly have a different alias. Oh. I don't... (laughs) (laughs) Don't quote me on that. So, 13 going on 30, babe. You like that movie? Yeah, Mark Ruffalo's in it. Yes. <laughs> Is that why you like it? Do you like it? Uh, yeah. Why? Because we're talking about it. Talking- oh, sorry. I was looking at pictures of her from recent. She looks pretty good. She looks good. She's in all yeah. those... Um, She's never looked bad. No. Uh, Capital One Venture commercials. She looks commercials. the same, pretty much. Yeah, she doesn't age. 
Do you know what I don't really like about her? Yeah, it's her voice. That's fair. Something about it is just not quite right. I don't really have an issue with it. It's not horrible, but I just don't like hearing it, you know? I mean, I don't like my own voice, so I don't know what I'm saying. I just watched way too many of her, like, commercials, her Capital One commercials. They were just, like, way too prevalent. And I think, like, yeah, I've got her voice, like, ringing in my head because of it. You know what I mean? Like, you just Mm -hmm. heard it too many times. Yeah, talking about the Capital One Venture card. Ugh. Yeah. She did some shampoo commercials, I think. I don't remember those. I feel as everyone's, like, favorite chick flick is 13 going on 30. No, it's not my favorite. It's so many people like... It's a very common, like, one that people like. I've never seen that movie throughout. I've seen, like, pieces of it. We should watch it. It's it's good. I'd be down. Then she did a bunch of chick flicks. Like, Ghosts of Girlfriends Past, uh, Invention of Lying, Valentine's Day, Juicy Butter. Well, you and I saw Butter, babe. Remember Butter? What? Butter. Butter? We didn't watch that. Yeah, it's a movie. Watch it on a plane. What is that It's a movie with Olivia Wilde where they make butter statues sculptures Wait, out of butter yeah what was this it wasn't very good but <laughs> she, she plays the... the uptight character and olivia wall plays like the hot hang loose character are they building the sculptures yeah they're competing oh it's butter sculptures yeah i like a, i honestly like a remember i don't i think i leaned over and kind of watched i thought they churned shoulder. butter no. i don't think i actually watched <laughs> so, it. <laughs> it's pretty bad she was in a movie recently called peppermint it's like a so uh, the butter plot, peppermint what the fuck yeah, is yeah. <laughs> so the plot follow it didn't do very well at all the plot follows a mother who transforms herself into a vigilante in a quest for revenge against the drug cartel that killed oh, her daughter fuck. and husband so Electra two that more like more like Ghost Rider <sighs> yes Taken more like a Taken movie oh, oh but yeah. with Jennifer Garner Jennifer instead Garner. of Liam not Neeson not believable are we gonna uh, review Taken no. That's not not, a, a, comic not a comic book, book nor movie. a superhero movie. Uh, she was nominated for a Golden Raspberry for a Worst Actress in that. Oh, yikes. I feel like I've been really negative about this whole thing, so I should say something good. <laughs> okay. Okay. I have a couple things on her. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, you can go. So, there's two things that I thought I didn't like about her, and now I'm kind of questioning it. But, one is she was on Conan O'Brien. You didn't like that? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Okay. So she was on Conan O'Brien, like, promoting Daredevil. This was such a long time ago. Oh, God. Conan probably had a lot of hair. He still Whoa. has a lot of hair. He's more hair. He's pretty much... He hasn't <laughs> changed very much. He, he looks very good, I think. He's still age. short. Short? He's probably had work done. Is, is he... Not, sh- Conan O'Brien's, like, six foot... Why? Six. Do I, why what? am I under the impression no, that he's sorry. short? He's, like, six foot four or three. He's Hold incredibly on. tall. What? Why am I under the impression that he's a short man? I don't know. He's very tall. I always see him sitting. He's 6'4". Six 6'4". Four. Six, yeah. Holy shit. He's very tall. I thought I knew Conan. You know nothing. <laughs> Get out. Oh, he's the same height as Machine Gun Kelly. He Machine that, Gun Kelly's 6'4"? He's fucking huge. Yeah. I know he's that tall. He's, he's a very monster. tall. He's very he's tall. He's very lanky. lanky. <laughs> well, that's why I'm like, I'm picturing Conan O'Brien <laughs> being that size and I can't, I, that doesn't right. seem doesn't, right. Doesn't seem right. No, Conan, Conan is very large. 
He's I have dumb. only seen him sitting down, I oh, guess. Oh, you haven't seen his segments where he stands up and goes places? I Why guess Maybe, so? but the camera angle does not make him he, look that tall. I have tall. never thought he was tall. I've, never. I thought he was, Y'all like, need short. to watch more of him, because I've been always very aware of how tall he is. I have not I've once been aware of, of him being Anyway, been. Jennifer Garner was on Conan back in 2003 promoting Daredevil and Alias. She was on, and she told uh, an anecdote. Conan asks her, do you know about the writing process and she's like yeah one time i sneaked into the writer's room i saw something on a whiteboard whatever they get a little bit distracted and conan's like okay so like back to the story you snuck into the writer's room and she goes snuck's not a word conan you should know that you went to harvard (laughs) and i always thought that was like the that just got under my skin you know the way she kind of just like said that and conan conan plays it for a lot i guess trying to be like i'll smart him or whatever i'll wit him right he plays it off you know, they, they played it for a laugh. They banter. They banter about it. And, and he's very self-deprecating. So this it really works for his humor or whatever. They go to commercial. When they come back from commercial, he has a dictionary out. And he's flipping through the dictionary. And he's like, oh, look at this. And they zoom in on snuck past tense of sneak. And so they have a whole fucking thing about it because it is a word. Right. But just the kind of like her going on the show and just being like, I don't know, just being like. Snuck's not a word. So that makes me not like her anymore. You should know that. You went to Harvard. But I rewatched it today because I remember this always was kind of like in the back of my mind. And I'm like, well, you know, Conan, he does that. Like, you know, you go on a show, he might make fun of you. He's very witty. It makes you want to kind of like be able to banter back. You might kind of like. Do you think that was a planned banter? No, but like, (laughs) I don't know. So what I'm saying is like, at first I was like, I didn't like that about her that comment or whatever but then i'm like hey you know what like she's probably kind of like on alert you know like you know when you like you're talking to someone who you know like my friend you know when you're with him you're like he's gonna hit you with something he's gonna go you gotta be on you gotta be kind of on on alert or whatever i'm like this with a lot of very specific people please share this part yeah no the names will be (laughs) cut out it's the Uh. witty ones you gotta yeah i don't care about this anymore but my other thing so you know kevin smith right writer director yeah uh so kevin smith casted ben affleck in mall rats and he was typecasted as like the bully i don't know if you've seen mall rats yeah right so kevin smith's like you're a good actor you shouldn't be the bully you should be a lead actor i'm gonna make you a lead in my next movie and he's told the story a million times. So he goes on to make Ben Affleck the lead in the not his next movie, and then his next like three movies. <laughs> and he has supporting roles in like two or three other movies. He also helped pitch their script that they wrote. Uh, Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting. Oh. Thank you. Oh. And so Kevin Smith sort of like made Ben Affleck's career. Yeah. You know, at least kicked it off. And I right? guess Matt Damon by association. Pretty much, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, and we all know Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner get married. Years later, Ben Affleck's no longer in Kevin Smith's movies, right? And then someone asked Kevin Smith about this and was like, you and Ben Affleck used to make movies all the time together. You guys were friends. What happened? And Kevin Smith is very honest guy. Maybe too honest. And he says, yeah, like we haven't really talked very much uh, in a while. I think it's because of Jennifer. I don't think she uh, wants me around him anymore. <laughs> and that... That doesn't sit well with me at all. If Sable told me, like, hey, you know your friend Birdo? Fuck that guy. I don't want you hanging out with him anymore. I'd be like, no. You don't get to I tell do me. say that a lot. Yeah, she does. No. <laughs> but I'd be like, no. Like, you don't get to tell me who I'm hanging out with and who I'm not. Those are my friends. Right. You know what I mean? Was he joking, though? No, he was just, like, dead serious. 
And they actually didn't talk for years and years and years. The whole... She seems uptight. That's my point. Ben Affleck being in James Simon Bob reboot, that happened because someone asked Ben about it. And he was like, I don't know, maybe. Just said the nice thing. And then someone at, then went to Kevin Smith and was like, hey, Ben said this thing. And Kevin Smith's like, yeah, but Ben's just being nice. He's being nice to you. That's it. We don't really talk. And then that inspired him to just give him a call. And then they got back together and he was in the movie. And now they're maybe they're Fictional better. characters. Fictional characters. <laughs> Whoa. But a person who just thinks that like, oh, we're dating now. I get to control who you get to be around, your friends or whatever. You might be able to say that like Ben Affleck. I don't know. He's probably a douchebag. We said this when we were talking about uh, Daredevil. But Kevin Smith seems like the nicest guy on earth. I wouldn't if- say Ben Affleck's a douchebag. I think... He is the epitome of what you would be like as a celebrity. I could probably be a douchebag. Um, I, I wouldn't I don't, say douchebag. Look, though. I don't disagree. I'm just saying, like, I don't know him. So, like, I don't... We're going off of what we see. Also, he was, like, an alcoholic um, up until very Isn't recently. He, oh, is he not anymore? He just got out of rehab, like, a year ago. If anything, Ben Affleck is a negative influence on Kevin Smith, not the other <laughs> way around. Right. So, like, why would you... I don't know. Like maybe that she just doesn't... didn't like him. I mean, doesn't he smoke That's... a lot of weed? No, that was after his heart attack. Oh. So at the time, he was just making. He really was just a fun, chill dude. Gross movies about you know. He's a strong personality. Maybe she just didn't like him. Look, if you're uptight, we, you're not gonna like. Someone when like we Kevin started Smith. dating, like you had friends that I didn't like, and I had friends that you didn't like, Whoa. but neither one of us was like. You can't hang out with that person anymore. No. That's fucking... I don't know. That's a line for me is all I'm saying. Yeah, I get it. So I say cancel. <laughs> cancel Jennifer Garner? I for thought sure. you were going to turn this around and you were like, oh, I've heard all this stuff, but I like her now. It sounded like you were going to Yeah, it. yeah. I think he I, was planning on doing yeah, that. I'm, I'm 50-50. She still seems like a nice person. She seems very normal. There's nothing weird about her, honestly. Though just one thing stuck out. But also, and again, I'm not taking Ben Affleck's word for it or anything like that because it's not like I'm, you know, like a fanboy. He did post on Mother's Day a picture of Jennifer Garner on Instagram. Was like, hey, she's an excellent mom. mom. She's a great mom to my three kids. You know, here's an appreciation post, and he barely posts on social media. That's not the kind of person. But she probably made him post it. There's no way they're not married. They're not together. So it was just. It was. It seemed like a very kind of genuine genuine like post. She's an awesome mom. I just want to kind of like whatever. Like we're not getting back together or anything like that. She's just like here's an appreciation post about the mother of my children. And and I'm like, well, that that makes me want to keep her. Yeah, maybe (laughs) you know, maybe she is a great mom. Maybe she is super cool, and I liked her in yesterday a lot. (laughs) Yeah, she seems like... So, I'm only saying cancel because, fuck, it doesn't matter what I say. It's just a thing we do. Yeah. I say keep her. I mean, it doesn't seem to be anything, like, super outstandingly terrible about her or anything. No. No, like, big scandals or anything. She hasn't killed anyone as far as we know. She's no, like... She's not a Scientologist. She's not a... What was the thing that Zack Slander is? A Christian scientist. Oh, yeah. I say (laughs) keep her. She seems fine. Yeah. So wait, babe, are you canceling her? Or keep her? I said cancel, but like, it's it doesn't matter. I barely believe it. <laughs> okay, I'm very on the fence. Definitely playing his own. Yeah. I would say it depends on the circumstance. If we're just saying in general, no consequences, keep or cancel, I'd well, be like keep, whatever. Yeah, the whole point of this is no consequences. We don't get to decide. We're idiots. No, but I'm saying if you're like, oh well, it's like keep her over another actress. Oh like, no, no, she's no. bottom of the barrel for me. I have no feelings about her. 
Um, when we saw Daredevil, you were just like, oh, she's gorgeous. Her outfits were cute, and, like, she's pretty, but that doesn't mean I'm... doesn't know. mean she likes her. So I'd keep her. Two keeps, cool. one cancel. I think she does uh, fit, like, the uptight hot mom <laughs> archetype pretty good, though. Yeah. Seems like that's who she is. What other food movies does she have out? That's it. We got butter, we got peppermint. <laughs> What's next? Sausage. Mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. Oh, yeah. This Electra. Is Mayonnaise, yeah. <laughs> we got it. <laughs> okay, so final thoughts into the Phantom Zone Sable. <laughs> oh, yeah. Throw it in. You... <laughs> Elaborate? <laughs> yeah, you, 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 you were saying this earlier. This movie's boring for you. And oh, stuff I've, like yeah, that. I've said it a bunch of times. Okay, this, cool. Great. this movie has Next. no purpose for anybody. <laughs> it's doing the most without doing anything at all. Okay, if this movie was a food to be managed, if this movie was a person, it would be those people that use nothing but fluff words, but they're actually not saying anything. You know those people? Yeah. Yeah. This movie is the epitome of that. Nothing's happening. It's that there's probably like 10 minutes of like somewhat mildly entertaining at best. That's even overstating it. Scenes, the rest of it's just fluff and boring. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> That's very good. Yeah. Thank you. Wow. Yeah, in the Phantom Zone. Yeah, way in there. Throw it in, never let it out. <laughs> Berta. I don't have as strong of thoughts on this movie, but that's also kind of a problem because I don't really have any thoughts on this movie. Like, it left me feeling empty. Me too. <laughs> I feel worse. So, I'm going to say put it in the Phantom Zone because I kind of wish I never watched it. Same. Didn't add anything to my life. It wasted my it time. It took away Sorry. some hours off of my life, so... Eh. It's not good. Plot sucks. Writing sucks. Characters <laughs> suck. Action sucks. It's This might be one of the worst movies we've watched on this podcast, actually. <laughs> you think? Yes. I think so, too. Ghost Rider 2. <laughs> it's it close. It's close. So, uh, Ghost Rider 2 was more entertaining than this was. If you had to watch one of them again, which one would it be? Ghost Rider this. 2. Oh, you'd say it. Over Ghost Rider 2? I need it. I say Ghost Rider 2 and I never even saw I'd it. I'd watch this on loop over Ghost Rider <laughs> oh 2. God. That's really? by far the worst movie we've seen. I think this by might far. be. No, this is bad. I think it's bad. Worse than it being bad, like we've said, it's boring. Yeah. It's a lot of nothing happening in this movie. There's, It's just so many filler threads in here, like the flashbacks fucking it the ocd the jump just, scares her just sitting in the, <laughs> the in the in the house scare. for uh, for a while that doesn't accomplish anything like we were bored with her <laughs> she didn't want to do it nobody wanted to make this movie no. they had to fit it between her alias schedule it's, it's, it's shit pretty, it's pretty bad again worse than bad it's boring there are certain things that may be comic accurate the outfit Sometimes she's all good and sometimes she's kind of bad and whatever, but like it doesn't do it enough. It doesn't explore this character very well at all. It's filmed very poorly. The effects are horrendous. Except There's... for that bird, though. That shit looked real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that very real bird. Yeah. Yes, yeah, the real bird. Um, the animal actor. It looks so good. <laughs> Again, I don't think this is the worst movie we've seen. I think there are worse ones. But this is just a whole lot of nothing at all. I'd rather watch that first Wonder Woman movie we did again. I probably would too, even though I think that's worse than this. Because <laughs> again, it, it, can, it can be worse. Again. 
Oh, but me too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I'm this is to watch way again, more actually. boring. This is more nothing on film than any of those movies. Yeah. You know what I mean? So so that's it. That's in the Phantom Zone for me. Berto, what movie are we doing next? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from 1989 or 1990, I think. Not the Megan Fox one? Not, no, not no, yet. Not yet. We'll do those no, after. I'll be there for that one. I like what? that movie. You don't like the originals? Uh, I okay. made her watch it the other day, a year or two ago. The other day, a year or two ago. I know. <laughs> We're doing Ninja Turtles next because the Ninja Turtles was originally written as like a parody of Daredevil. So it's still actually kind of related yeah. you know to what, what we're doing. You know what I love in that one? Where it shows the real live little turtles when they're babies. They're, they're so cute. They're so yeah. cute. And then they get all that acid dumped on them. <laughs> yeah. The puppetry in those movies are so good, too. <laughs> Aren't those too. real turtles? Yeah, yeah, but then they turn into little puppets. Right, I liked the little real turtles. That's, yeah, they're Yeah, really I like those. But there's a little puppet where it's like, it's like I think they're Jim Henson puppets, too, where they're, he starts standing up and Michelangelo and he goes like, Cowabunga. Cowabunga, dude. No, I think he says like pizza. pizza. I think he says pizza. Pizza time. I'm so excited for, the, for Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I can't uh, wait for Even though the second and third one are really bad, but the first one's amazing. <laughs> so Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, it's available it's on, on HBO Max. Huh. Nice. So okay. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from 1990 is available on HBO Max. Uh, you can watch it in time for our next episode. Cowabunga. Cowabunga, dude. So thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing on your whatever podcast app you're using. Thanks to that piano dude for a musical intro. Make sure you leave a rating and review on Apple Podcast. Pretty sure that's the only place you can leave a review. What'd you say? Apple Podcast. I said Apple. He did say Apple. And I hated it. <laughs> wow. And it was it really obvious awful. Like, I was like, I what I the fuck? Is that a different type of podcast? Please tell a friend. And thank you for telling a friend if you have told a friend. Tell your friends. Tell please. Your friends, please. You can find us on Instagram at Films from the Phantom Zone. And you can find us on Twitter if you want to argue with us at Films from PZ. Oh. All these episodes are available on YouTube. If that's how you like to consume podcasts, they're there. If you want to be a part of the show. You can watch our live streams. We are going to restart streaming our recordings on Twitch. And that's going to be on twitch.tv slash films from PZ. Yes. We're kind of experimenting with this, but we think... Keep in mind also, this is like the recording process. It's not the finished, polished, edited podcast. We will be taking questions. So if you want to be a part of it, ask a question. Be there while we put these episodes together. Hey, you can do that now. So that's on Twitch. Or watch our stupid faces while we talk. Yeah, you can watch. I was gonna say there's probably angles. people out there that want to see what you guys look like, so they would they would love this. Do they though? Yeah. Does anyone want to know what we look like? I'm always curious about what podcasters look like. Okay. Put a face to a, <laughs> face voice. a voice. Put a face to a voice. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, you can support the show on Patreon. If you like what you listen to, you want to throw in a dollar, hey, you can. that's where you can do that. Other than that, I've been Arnoldo, we got Birdo, and Sable, do you want to tell the people, since you're the guests, where they can find you? Yeah, so my main thing now is just promoting my Twitch, so if you guys want to follow me on Twitch, it's just going to be at Sable's Studio. There's a lot of S's in there. I'm sure he'll type it out in the description below. Same thing on Instagram, Sable Studio. If you want to follow Kaya, the little girl making all the noise in the background, it's just going to be Kaya the Pitsky underscores in between all those words. So that was all for me. Guys, it's been real. We'll see y'all next time. And 
Films from PZs out. Is that how you guys end it? No, bye. <laughs> we'll never say that. Okay, bye. Thank you guys. Seacrest out. Bye. Yeah, Seacrest out. <laughs>